Hey, go to the Average Joe's Above Average Facebook page and like it, please. Uh, go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and Podbean. Email me some feedback. Talk to me on Instagram and Twitter, and uh, look for me on Untapped. I'm at uh, JoeBob41, J-O-E-B-O-B-4-1. Uh, this episode, I found myself on the northwest side of the city at Old Irving Brewing Company, where they have a lot of space, uh, along with some great food, and they have even greater beer, and wow, they have like a beer hall. It's almost like an indoor beer garden. The place is so sweet. Uh, oh yeah, and they have a they have a dude named Andreas, a uh, real German guy. He kind of like lives in the boiler room. Not really, but you know why not? They also have a heavily bearded fella named Nilo over there. Uh, he's doing some big things over at Lucky Door over in Wrigley Field uh, by Wrigley Field as well. Uh, so check them out. They do some crazy cool like uh, collaboration beers with these breweries specifically for that Wrigley area. They're all original brews. Uh, so I sat down with uh, Andreas. And uh, head brewer and owner, Trevor Rose Hamlin, uh, to talk a little OIB, Old Irving Brewing. I found out uh, Trevor loves his place so much and it's so multifunctional. He himself is going to be hosting his own wedding there to his lovely uh, bride-to-be, Amanda. So hopefully there will be some Weller 12 barrel-aged Krampus cookies there and maybe uh, all podcasters will be invited. We had some fun, so get ready to meet the boys over at OIB. Welcome to another edition of Average Joe's Above Average Beer Podcast. I'm in a new place in an awesome... Your space is giant, by the way. Um, yeah. I did not expect this when I walked in. I was thinking smaller. But uh, I am joined by two gentlemen that make the beer happen here at Old Irving Brewing. Um, would you consider this the northwest side of the sure. city? Yeah, northwest, northwest side. Northwest yeah. side of the uh, city. Old Irving Park, yeah. Introduce yourselves, fellas. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm Trevor Rose Hamblin, head brewer and co-founder of Old Irving Brewing. Uh, my name is Andreas Biller. I'm the assistant brewer under Trevor. <laughs> under Normally Trevor. under Trevor. Yeah. Under. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We keep it weird here. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Uh, dude, your place is cool. I mean, I, I, like I said, I was really shocked when I pulled up. I, I, I pulled up and I expected to walk into a small space, and then I opened the door, and I'm like, Jesus. What's this room you're ta- that we're sitting in now? You yeah, called it's it called the, the, uh, the beer hall. The beer hall. Yeah, it so does. It's almost it has like a feel. Yeah, it does. Have, it has a beer hall feel. It was meant to feel like an outdoor beer garden. Uh, but indoors, indoors. <laughs> but indoors is very night at the Roxbury. Uh, yeah, so garden lights on the top, big old garage door, uh, natural brick. Yeah, high ceilings. It's awesome. It's thank awesome. you. Yeah, thank you. It's nice. Um, I was given your guys' uh, name by so many people, and especially brewers, but uh, also just, nice just beer lovers. Um, I paid them a lot of money, so <laughs> wow. they better. Yeah. I don't think you have that kind of reach. <laughs> but no, I don't. I'm broke. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it was, it, I. I Reached out to you and you were like, boom, right on it. Awesome. Like, nice. yeah. so uh, first of all, thank you very much for taking out time because I know you guys. Thanks for coming. You guys have to make beer because <laughs> those lines go dry. People get upset. Yeah, they do. Yeah. 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 People get upset. They get mad. Actually, they get mad even when they're full. But if you don't have a hazy on, uh, bro, oh, bro. <laughs> there will be a revolt. Jesus, you're just you're you're just ripping the bandaid off. I usually wait till like 20 minutes into the podcast <laughs> to get going on DDH. And oh, hazy. that's fine. <laughs> So tell me, tell me a little bit about. Uh, let's start instead of starting with the full backstory. Let's let's start about what what's going on right now at Old Irving. Like, sure. What, what's what's happening? Well, we're about a year and a half in at this point. Uh, we just did a um, an increase in production by about seventy five percent. The idea of the brewery was always to be able to expand it. Um, we built it to expand it. 
Um, so we kind of opened up with uh, just kind of a simple brew pub feel at first, and then um, we always wanted to go into production. So we're going to kind of like dip our toes in. Uh, we're not going like full on into production, so we're going to start off in kegs in bars around the city. So we just got uh, three new 30-barrel fermenters. A couple more servers so we can offer more variety. So the get, past get, like get deeper weeks. on that. You just sure. talked about these thirty barrel fermenters. Oh that you yeah, gotta, sorry. But yeah, you got to tie, go tie that <laughs> tie that in to to. But there was like three you guys on the, in the city getting barrels like the, or like. Uh, yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Getting just systems lined up like the same day. Yeah. So no, it was great. Uh, a bunch of us, I guess, were all kind of expanding at the same time. It was ourselves, Illuminated, and uh, Roger and Corridor uh, Brant at Corridor. Yeah. And uh, they they were also getting their own fermenters. Like they they had to have actually one custom made. I don't know if you saw that had to be like thinner oh, to yeah. fit in between oh, the yeah. tanks. <laughs> oh it was yeah, so fucking awesome. That's actually part of the co- the, the conversation. Then yeah. they decided that they didn't really need the extra long legs. <laughs> they were like, we didn't actually <laughs> Just, need it. But it looks awesome. Yeah. Kind of looks know, like a daddy long a monster in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something from like War of the Worlds. No, but it's awesome. Uh, they're they're doing great. So I think we're all just kind of on the same page where we're all. Stepping up our game and, and ready to kind of go to the next level. I only brought that up to explain just because guys that are most likely going to listen to this yeah. are probably following all of you guys. And we're like, sure. Well, does everybody get these? Like right. everybody, you know, They're <laughs> seeing Instagram posts and Facebook posts and Twitter posts. It's like, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. You're like, wait, I thought it was old Irving that was getting the tank. No, no it's right. Roger over at Corridor getting the tank. Uh-huh. So it just lined up extremely well. It's a <laughs> seasonal thing. Every, you know, every February, March, you get your new tanks. Everybody gets a new tank. That's, that's how it works. Oprah gets it done. Uh-huh. You get a new tank. You get a new tank. Um, so... What kind of beers you guys brewing here? Like, how, tell me some of the, something about sure. the tap room, and you guys got food. You guys are uh, full service over yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, the uh, the whole idea of Old Irving Brewing was always to be kind of about the food and the beer, respectively. Uh, when we first opened up, I don't think I don't know if we really had an identity quite yet. Um, I'm a pretty young brewer. Um, you know, I don't have a ton of experience in professional breweries, but a bit. You know, I, I apprenticed a bunch of different places. So when we opened up, I wanted to have something eclectic. Can you tell me? Kinda, tell, tell me what yeah, you mean part. when you say identity. I feel like every brewery has got its own identity of like what they like. When like you is think it a of style of beer, like a German style, like a dovetail, sure. I feel like has a very uh, defined identity. Totally. Yeah. Or, you know, like it just depends on like how you like when you think of certain breweries, like what, what pops out to you when you think of Rev does, you know, um, double barrel, age, or bar- double barrel yeah. age. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, right now for sure. But like yeah. the IPA thing and, and barrel age, or is it, you know, more Belgian or is it German inspired? And so we kind of had a little bit of everything. And now I think we've kind of honed in a little bit more. Um, we kind of do a nice mix of both classic styles. My, my idea behind the, the beer menu usually is like some classic styles because uh, they sell great. Uh, people love, a, you know, a quaffable, you know, Kolsch. Did you say or quaffable? I did say quaffable. What is that? I don't even know. I just it sounds, it sounds. I feel like when you quaff hair. That's I like it. Okay, I like it. Quaffable. Yeah, there's no hair in your. There's no hair in our beer. <laughs> no at Old Brewing. I yeah. promise. Sorry, message boards. <laughs> right. Sorry. Yeah. Um, there's enough beards around, though, that one might true, follow. True, that's yeah, true. It's, it's a beard-heavy place. Um, but I think now we're kind of doing this mix of, you know, pretty classic German styles. Andreas is German, so I keep German beer around. They keep a real German here. Keep they a real German. We, there's a little bit of real German in every single one of them. I'm, I'm in the back in the boiler room. I've got my little place in there. Usually clo- mm-hmm. closed, but yeah. sometimes not. Not always. He doesn't need not a lot always. of space. It's fine. Uh, and then we, do, we try to do... Um, you know, some things that are maybe kind of coming into vogue or in vogue right now, because I think, you know, just like when I was a, I used to be a cook back in the day and worked for some pretty great restaurants, you have to mind the trends and you have to go with the trends because the trends are existing for a reason. But you also have to be kind of uh, paddling your own canoe 
uh, as Ron Swanson would say, you kind of have to cut your own. Yeah, yeah. 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 You can get Nick Offerman's book on Amazon now. (laughs) Uh, He's been in. He's a great guy. (laughs) Oh, really? Uh, That's awesome. That's awesome. With Jeff Tweedy. It was fucking awesome. That's really Yeah, they came in together and... um, and as people kept, talk- and I was here with my fiance, and she's like a huge Nick Offerman fan. Who is and, he? Right, and uh, he, he, I kind of going up, and I was like, "Hey, man, uh, I'd really, uh, how is everything?" First of all, and he looks at me, and he goes, "Thickly delicious." And I'm like, "Oh my god, that was the most <laughs> cool, best, best thing you could say, awesome best Nick Offerman Ron ever." Thing. Yeah, that's and the then, most uh, Ron Swanson thing ever. Yeah, and then I said. Um, I'd really like to take you in the back and give you a tour. And, That's creepy. And, you know, no. <laughs> take you the, really like to take you in the back and get it was weird. Like, well, son. No. <laughs> Can I whittle? Uh, yeah. So we uh, decided to uh, take it back, and he, and he said, "Give me exactly four and a half minutes." And I was like, "All right." And he came back, and he was just the coolest dude. That's it's awesome, really cool. man. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, and he's got a brother who's in the brewing industry as yeah, well. He, uh, yeah, Brickstone. Yeah, Brickstone. Yeah. Brickstone. Super good guy. He's, he's got a lot of times. connections to the area. I know. Oh, there's, yeah. a, there's a band down in Joliet. Uh, they're called the Dead Hands, and and uh, the, the brothers <laughs> knows them. But but Ron or Ron uh, Nick took a picture for like their yeah. Facebook page, holding their shirt up for him. Like an awesome yeah. guy. He, like seems to very cool. Yeah. So funny. He's yeah. a Shanahan guy. I, I feel like we sidetracked into Ron Swanson because he's That's so okay. awesome. I've still got what we were originally talking about in my head. Yeah, get there. Cool. There. And so we're talking about paddling our canoe. So we're also trying to do some stuff that maybe not everyone is always doing. So we're trying to kind of find our own uh, our own voice. And I Examples. think for me, uh, you know, I like to use uh, a lot of culinary ingredients. I've got a really good connection with uh, rare tea sellers here in the city. Uh, he used to deal me truffles back in the day in my dude, days in fine so dining. Seedy. Oh, dude, he used <laughs> to bring in like a briefcase. Son. Oh man, he. Would, I mean, when you're walking around with thirty to forty k worth of truffles. Jesus. You know, I mean, yeah, it was Truffle dealing. Truffle game is so strong. So sick. It's so strong. But this guy, he he has great stuff, and and he always like he is always so accommodating. He'll like bring me in into his like magical tea shop, and we'll just smell and taste stuff. And so he, I've I've been using this product for quite some time. They're called Candy Cap Mushrooms, and uh, I think Dude, we might have a. Are you going to get in trouble for this? What, what, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> what are we talking oh, about? Oh yeah, right man. It, you'll you'll see things it's like Willy Wonka this. meets. It, it, uh, oh yeah. It is weird Woodstock. things in beer. Yeah, this not. Right, I'm sorry. I keep messing. I keep no, interrupting you. Go. No, no. Don't worry about it. It's a podcast. Um, so the the mushrooms actually taste like maple syrup, and I've always been attracted to them. Uh, some of my friends uh, back awesome. uh, from Ing and Moto, they used to actually uh, use these in cookie recipes as kind of like a, a non-sweet sweetening agent. And so I was like, well, you know, a big problem with maple syrup a lot of times is, you know, it's very easily fermentable. It can dry your beer out pretty quick if you don't know how to use it. Or you might not get even maple at all. So I said, well, let's use that one. And then so our first iteration was a uh, brown ale. It was a candy cap sap. And it was just literally a brown ale with candy caps. And I was like, I people liked it or they kind of hated it or they hated it because it had mushrooms in it. It's kind of a weird thing. But I'll tell you this much. People definitely talked about it. So, and like, what if you yeah. didn't put that it had mushrooms on the menu like did it say on the menu like oh made yeah. with this and that yeah. so what if you didn't do you think people would be like well, i wouldn't want to get anybody you know if someone has an allergy to mushrooms i don't want to kill them so True. i have True to have truth <laughs> i just don't want i don't want to die and that is where business meets awesomeness guys. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't murder anyone in your pub that's a, that's a yeah rule number one uh and yeah so this old mushroom vibe started happening with this maple syrup and i was like really pumped on it and then the second iteration we turned around and then made it even more of a rich dark brown ale and we added Lapsang Sushang uh, tea, which is like a smoked tea from China. Oh, okay, um, yes, yes. So it's actually Lapsang got like this. There. Yeah, yeah. Lap, I'm sorry, yeah, I said it wrong. Lapsang. No, no, you nailed it. No, I, I, oh, okay. I, 
I just had to dissect what you were saying and yes. slow it down to kind of catch up. That <laughs> song was awesome. Sushong. Yeah, but it uh, yeah, it definitely was like, well, we want like bacon and maple vibes, so we kind of introduced some of that. So we're kind of experimenting and toying with new things as well. So it's a mixture of, to answer your question <laughs> like more exactly, it's nope. a mixture of some classic styles, some more like in vogue styles that maybe we can turn on their head a little bit and kind of make our own, and then definitely some like shit that maybe people aren't messing with yet. See, you guys entered this at a disadvantage because I didn't tell you rule number one of my podcast is oh, my bad. by no way should you avoid a long story or super <laughs> detailed okay, stuff. Okay, good. That is the whole purpose of okay, the long format and open format. We so appreciate that. That kind of story is what I'm looking for. Great. Uh, let me talk about lapsing tea, all that stuff. So, so cool. So, so identity-wise, you know, you said that you were kind of did you were you searching for one or were you kind of like, eh, if it happens, it happens. It's kind of like. I think Let's keep it open. Yeah, I open. think it was more just make good beer and find the identity as it kind of comes. Doesn't that seem simple? Like make make good beer. Like yeah. So many people talk about all this thing, these things, these things that are happening. It's like, you know, or, or styles. Even are you totally. talking about a Russian imperial stout or or a hazy IPA or a double yep. IPA, whatever. Like, just make good beer. Right? Yeah. Right. Make yep. it make it good first. I mean, we started out pretty simply here, and then we kind of got weirder as time went on because you can once you know the basics. It's just like cooking. There's a lot of parallels for me between my old career in the kitchen and now. And the whole idea is you have to know how to do the basics first. I was classically trained, you know, in a, at a, a French culinary school. Uh, yelled at in like every single language. It was really great. I had a plate nice. smashed in front of me. Trevor, you a fucking idiot! Smash. Um, so I, I, you know, the intensity has always been there, but the, the idea of, of knowing the basics first is so important before you can really start to play. And so we wanted to make sure we could make good, clean beer first, and then we can start going and, and having a little bit more fun. And as, as I'm getting more comfortable, like I used to pilot a bunch of batches. I still do, but like for the crazy, crazy stuff, but a lot of times I'm like, Screw it, let's do it. <laughs> like, there's, there's still some R and D happening. There's still some totally. experimental nonsense happening. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the experimentation now is us like doing infusions with like you know uh, beer that's almost ready, and like we'll do. I'll have like five different cups set up at the bar, and I'll have like ten different people trial it to see which blend of whatever they like better. So it's like you know, it's that kind of stuff. Here's something that I'm always interested in. How how do you make that selection of like who are these ten people I'm going to give it to? Yeah. Are you looking for lame palates, like people that are just like, <laughs> maybe you're not a big beer person, like maybe sure. you're, like let's let's have that person try it and then have my biggest beer geek nerd try it. Like, so how do you how do you go through that process to get people to kind of like taste test? I think we kind of have like everything in between. You know, yeah. like we we have like some of our some of the people who just kind of come through here maybe don't know as much about beer while they love beer maybe they don't know as much. Um, but I I definitely pick people whose palates I trust. You know, I'll pick a chef. I'll pick a, a bartender, I'll pick a server, I'll pick a couple of brewers, and then I'll pick, you know, just like a random person. Mm-hmm. Like, which one you do you homeless like lady, get in here. Yeah, get <laughs> in here. Put your lips all over this cup we're sharing. Ah. So, that's, yeah, no, that's it's always a process I, I'm curious about. Like, like I love uh, seeing the nails in the barrels. You know, yeah. you get the nice yeah, display totally. of barrels, and you see that. And I'm like, how do you, how do you pick that little group? Like, is that 10 people? Is that a couple of people? Is that just the brewers and the totally. assistant brewers? And at that point, are you... Are you kind of like surrounding yourself with people that are just going to nod your, their heads? Yes. I mean, so wait, no. at what point do you, I got to bring somebody in, somebody yeah. from the lab, somebody from the front, you know, I think, some, uh, I think the kind of culture we create around here is one, like I want creativity from, 
you know, the bartenders to the chefs. I want people to feel liberated here. And I don't think that anyone here has like that thing where they don't feel like they can come to me with some idea or honesty, just like straight up brutal honesty. And so, um, you know, we're kind of uh, we're, we're very open in that way. So. All right. So somebody let's give a shout out to uh, the mailman. The oh, mailman who brought, yeah. us, yeah. brought us a yeah. So, um, you know, John the mailman has been coming here in here since day one. He is like the beer nerd's beer nerd. Like this guy's got a huge long gray beard. I didn't even know he's a mailman. Some. He looked awesome. Yeah, no, and he's a, he's a, he's awesome. I mean, he comes in here. He sits in the same place every time, and he'll just make like these small suggestions that are actually freaking brilliant. Does like, he get mad when people are in his seat, or is anybody ever in his <laughs> no, seat? No, he's like we the move least. They like <laughs> right, like uh, John the mailman. So you need to get the fuck they out whittle, of here. They whittle, they whittle like an X yeah. on Take it. Take you and right. your little kid and uh, get yeah. off this table. Yeah. This is John's table. Yeah. No. No, he's like the nicest man on the planet, and he, uh, I think he just, tra- I, I mean, I don't want to give him trouble, but he always has beer with him, which is tight, and so, and it's always a whale, and uh, if yeah, you treat him well, like, I think I, he keeps him in his car. No, <laughs> seriously, I, I gave him one of our oak-aged bottles, which we're going to taste here in a little Let's bit. Let's pop one open while we're doing it. That's yeah, where I was sure. trying to transition. We're, we're, we're very, for most sure. of us are very empty right now. Yeah, so for I don't sure. Wanna, yeah, no. Look, we have people joining us for the dinner hour, which yeah, I enjoy. This is great. Here they come. I dig it. I dig um, it. Yeah, so I gave him one of these bottles, and he was like, he kind of gave him a look. You know, it was like, like what? Oh, like, you just fucked up. <laughs> like, you've been kind to John the Mailman. Ooh, now, John the Mailman. You're in for it. Oh, you're in for it. And he, like, brings us all this great beer. So today, That's he, awesome. uh, I told him we were going to be on this podcast. He's like, you guys want some beer for it? Oh and I was like, God. of course you have How beer. How great is that? Yeah, so he's got the triple uh, barrel Big Bad Baptiste by uh, Epic. And it is delicious. And so there actually two of these are his because I have one from Avery over there as well. That was from him too. Yeah, what him a good too. Guy. Dude. And he just brings it and he'll be like, You you enjoy this at home with your girl or he'll just like, you know, just give me beer. Or with your like, fellow podcast Or with your fellow <laughs> or with your fellow <laughs> podcaster. So uh yeah, so um this is actually the beer I gave him. This is our uh, Krampus Cookies two thousand seventeen. It's our first go at uh barrel aged beer this is literally your first go at barrel aged yeah. i mean like you're you're saying that as, okay so so this is older and's first go at barrel aged yeah so when did that go into a barrel so this would have been so you said you've been a year and a half about at this this would have been early 2017 yeah. that this went into barrel Ooh. um and then we released it um upon the same week as uh that has a big nose man it's yeah, awesome it's super raisiny it's really cool um, but we uh, we got some like free barrels from a uh, few distillery, really good people over there. Uh, I we hear did great a, things about few man. They're Pe- nice people. Yeah, nice man. people. They're really, good people. My bartender makes a mean <coughs> sazerac with their rye. It's like my favorite sazerac I've really? ever had. Yeah, and um, yeah, they donated a bunch of barrels because we we bought like a certain amount of bottles. So they just were like, "What do you want?" And so I took pretty much a bunch of whiskey barrels, enough to fill I think about seven and a half barrels. Uh, worth a beer into and then I also took one of their uh, old Tom gin barrels the gin barrel I gave to my homies at ripey cider and they filled it with uh, dry cider and that aged in a gin barrel and it's freaking delicious these Dude, shut well. up that's awesome you like it sorry I just good. tasted it that's I'm awesome. shilling I'm shilling <laughs> I actually haven't see? tasted it for I'm already fanboying no, it's, see? it's definitely aged well it, it, it's really good I'm oh shit so so good. wait, give me give me some stats on this one. Give me some stats after this you taste about, it. Yeah, Take it in a, a little bit. Yeah. Take it in. It's a, it's eleven percent. Um, this one I, I I actually developed the recipe kind of because my my understanding of the world, all the world around me is all through cooking, and so I built it like a cookie recipe might. Um, I used a really high quality um, two row malt base, which is uh, Maris Otter. 
I of used course. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody loves Mary Souter. Yeah, and then uh, caramel malt. Um, I wanted it to be like almost brown sugary, so I went with the 80 Lovabond. I used uh, chocolate malt, dark chocolate malt, to get as like m- as much chocolate flavor. And then just to be a dick, I added some cocoa nibs. Totally um, asshole move. But. But asshole. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then a bit of lactose for some residual sweetness, some unfermentable sugar. Okay. And then, um, and then after all that was said and done, I, I popped in some Indonesian vanilla beans. And then that was it. After You're it was done man. aging. You're a sick I'm man. So, so sick. And you know what? Honestly, like when we released it, I... You know, I put a few things on um, on social media and things like that about us releasing it. And, you know, I wax dipped them. I did all this stuff because I'm like, you know, for the local you went people. for it. Yeah, yeah, I went for it. And I was like, you know, if, if some of the, like, the, the regulars are going to hear about this, they'll come in. I made, you know, I bottled like 200 bottles. I was, I was like, say, this, I'm going to okay. have, have too much. Like, and we're not going to have a lot left. And my friend Aaron, who's um, a, a local and, like, a, a really great guy, he lives right down the road. He has a huge collection of beer. He comes in and he's just like, where's the line start? And I'm like, shut up, sit down, you, oh, right over there. We'll have a register opening. And then, like, uh, just an organic line started happening in our game room. And then it went, like, went around and it was kind of going out the door. And before I knew it, I was like, uh, we did not think this through. I did not know this would fucking happen. <laughs> like, screwed I screwed like, it up. This could yeah. become a thing. I didn't, I didn't think it was going to, I didn't think people were going to, you know, line up for it. So it was super cool and humbling to have so many people pour out and love it. And, but uh, this year, I'm even more excited because now that I have a little bit of that, you know, under my belt, now I'm, like, addicted. So I bought, like, a ton of barrels. And uh, I kind of showed you. Yeah, I got the uh, Weller 12-year barrels with uh, Stop it. the uh, 2018 <laughs> Krampus cookies aging in it right now. That's a little higher in alcohol. It's, like, 12%. And my homeboy, Roderick Marcus, over at Rare Tea Cellars, hooked it up with these uh, single-origin or I'm sorry, uh, single estate Ecuadorian cocoa nibs that were roasted literally two days before I added it to the beer. It is. The, I actually have some of the cocoa nibs for you to smell after this. They're f- yeah, I'll smell them. I'm not gonna say no to that. Stupid. Yeah. It's like yeah. the the like after it was done fermenting and we tasted it out of this vickle, Both me and Andreas were like, "Holy shit, that's chocolate milk!" Before it yeah. even enters, it the was barrel. amazing. Yeah. And then uh, it'll get a little dose of a vanilla, and then we're gonna do a couple of variants off of that. Uh, we kind of experimented with it this year. So you and split I split off the batches to play with a yeah, little bit? Okay. Totally. And you can, like, infuse and do things like that. So with um, last year's uh, Krampus cookies, which is our, just our regular 6.5% version, uh, we basically built, like, 30 barrels of it. And then we did a bunch of one-offs, just kind of experimenting and having fun. And the ones that seemed to go over the best were a coconut and coffee variant. Um, and then the one that went really well was our Champorado. It was like a Mexican hot chocolate version uh, with the same cocoa nibs, yep. ancho wajillo chilies, and then this beautiful Saigon cinnamon. And uh, I got a little bit of that for us to taste. But we're, we think the two variants on this one this year are going to be uh, Champorado and then the, the coconut and coffee variants. It's so interesting to hear you speak because when you're talking about it, and you mentioned this already, so this isn't like uh-huh. me uncovering anything, but you, you, you mentioned you speak about it as if it's food, as if it's like a recipe. The way <laughs> yeah. the way you're like hitting Saigon, Saigon cinnamon, and the, yeah, it's very incredible. Ingredients are important. I mean, if you if you love a beer and you really love a beer and you break it down into its components, you're gonna love all the little elements that make that beer, um, and they're fucking important. Like what you're putting into your beer, what you're putting into your body, it's important. So. I believe that. And yeah. Well, I mean, not everybody's thinking about that as the end user, but uh, but but they should. Totally. So. <laughs> Where do you acquire a uh, authentic German man to help assist you with the brews? That's <laughs> Where what did, I uh, know. Andreas, you need to tell your story, dude. Uh, I just came. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I found Trevor. I just kind of came in off the street. Uh, what does that mean? You came <laughs> off the street. 
I uh, he I wasn't come homeless. from a brewing yeah. family. I, I almost went there. My, no. my father was a professional brewer in Germany. Um, I was born in South America while he was a brewer in Bolivia, uh, head of the national brewery there. So growing up after we came to the United States, um, I just homebrewed with my father growing up for quite a long time and, uh, you know, did other things, went to school, law school, other places and like stuff like that. I like how you over that. Other things, law school, <laughs> no big MBD. deal. MBD. Um, but then, you know, after working in a family business for, you know, 25 years, it uh, was kind of put to me that maybe I should leave. So I'm like, well, what do I know? And Trevor was coming up with uh, the brewery at the time and came in and said, hey, Give me a chance, and uh, I'll see what I can do. Now, you said Trevor was coming up with the... Like, how did you connect with Trevor, and how did you know he was trying to... Open um, my wife works for uh, Folk Art Group, which is uh, the restaurant portion of Old Irving Brewing. So I had... I knew about the planning of the uh, brew pub, and it just sort of timed out that I was leaving my one job when he was opening and i just said hey uh, i got three months where i'm getting paid so take me in he so, gave me a nice place in the boiler room <laughs> so <laughs> there's, there's, there's a, a closet small. He doesn't need much room so. closet under a staircase somewhere he's no. staying yeah. he's like a little harry potter it, no it was it was unreal man I, I i had this guy in and i wouldn't let anybody in the brewery at first because uh, i just I knew I was going to make some stupid, shitty mistakes, and um, luckily my friends at Pipeworks were always picking up the phone, like answering the phone for me, especially... Okay, uh, so who are you connecting with at Pipeworks? Or, or uh, pretty much everyone. Um, honestly, I used to go in there. Um, my, my old boss used to uh, kind of like push me into like bottling with them and, and hanging out with them, and I, I learned a ton and made a ton of great connections. Um, uh, specifically, I, I really connected with uh, Kate Brankin over there, who's absolutely amazing. She's one of the brewers. And uh, Mike Shalau, Garrett, uh, John Dunn, all those guys, are, they're absolutely awesome. Uh, Joe Gababi. But I was like, each one of them have a different department in the brewery that they kind of work on. Uh, Kate's the brewer. And so, like, I'd be, like, you know, trying to figure things out in my system. And she'd get, like, probably four or five calls from me a week. Just, like, <laughs> panic, <laughs> nervous, sweaty, terrible, tired calls. Yeah, I press this button, and I'm like, <laughs> right. there's grain going in. I don't know. I just <laughs> fucked up real bad. I need your help. It was a lot of that. And she was so cool and always, always picked up the phone. So we were definitely a sum of uh, brewer parts in the city. But um, I let uh, you know. I, I kind of Andreas came to me with that with that proposition that was like, "Hey, man, I don't really know a lot, but I'll, I can learn fast." And I said, "For sure, dude." I, I had no help at the time. When you and said you could learn, well, I, I mean, I knew brewing, but not right. as a professional. Right. He didn't know the like professional the equipment. System but, oh, I didn't know the okay. system. Right. 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 That's a yeah. That's a translation yeah. that needs to happen. Yeah, yeah. Totally. But he, uh, yeah, he came in. He kicked ass, and like after about three months, tell. exactly. <laughs> I just didn't even need to like watch anymore. I knew that he had shit, and now it's even gone beyond that. Where, like, I I can't imagine. So you're like, never in here. Place. He just brews everything. <laughs> yeah. So no. I uh, should be talking to Andreas. Uh, yeah, no. prob- probably. <laughs> Honestly, like he does, he does so much, and uh, uh, but it's definitely like everything I do. Like we're in tight communication about every little choice. Like I run things by him all the time. He runs things by me. It's uh, everything that you do in the brew house is teamwork. So he's, he's and good. and it's been good because where Trevor kind of has that food background and you know is always willing to adjunct a little more. 
I'm, you know, German traditional Reinheitsgebot, and I'm like, I don't know if we need to add that. <laughs> Is this in the rule book? Uh, Are we little, allowed to do that? Sometimes when I'm feeling catty, I'm just like, oh, man, we should take this really beautiful German lager and uh, add some shit to it. And just what if we made it hazy, yeah. man? What if we added, like, what if we dry out the shit out of this? He's like, no, please, nine, nine, nine. <laughs> says, does, does that come out? Does that come out sometimes? Uh, yeah. <laughs> when I get really ad, uh, uh, upset about adjuncts, yeah, the German <laughs> accent comes out. Uh, you, you get adjunctitated? Adjunctitated, troop, yeah. Troop, in my troop. Uh, yeah, don't do that to my trub. Right. <laughs> so... I see that. Oh, it just got sexual over there. But yeah, 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 we turned. What happened there? Yeah, Brewery well, mood lighting. It's yeah. uh, it's OAB after dark, baby. Guess what? It got dirty. over You can't there. see what happens behind those tanks oh. now. Uh, what just Wait, happened did you uh, just for say, the did people? Did you just at say home? OIB? <laughs> is that it? Is that legit? Yeah, OIB? we call, we call it okay. OIB. No, yeah. I like it. I like OIB. it. Dig it's, it. I'm just I'm way only easier. asking. Yeah, yeah, Trust for sure. Me, I'm not judging. Well, it takes out that whole thing because so many people call us old Irving Brewery. Remember, I'm new. I'm new here. I just like to be OIB all day long. It's I like OIB. I like OIB too. Yeah. All right. So anyway, so go ahead. Explain. Yeah. So yeah. Explain what, what I'm just looking for, at. Just for I might have to take a picture of this, just, this just so I can post it with yeah, the episode. Yeah, for sure. So basically, uh, we have like these really gaudy, ugly lights on top that are great for brewing, but not so, not so sexy for dinner service. So after uh, service hits, we do uh, some underlighting under the tanks, just to give them a little bit more dramatic effect. Uh, they all dramatic. look kind of angry, or they look like they're about to murder you. I'm not sure. One of the two, <laughs> like the tanks are emerging from the darkness. Um, but I'm yeah. gonna poop out some yeast and <laughs> hop matter later. Give <laughs> yeah. exactly. my blow tube. Yes. Yeah. There's, uh, there's three more there. We just, like I said, we just added three 30 barrels. So uh, still kind of waiting for the passivation. We're about to do that tomorrow. Wait, We're getting all what is up. passivation? Uh, it's basically running uh, an intense acid cycle through your fermenter, and it basically covers up and fills in all your industrial scrapes and scratches, so that no bacteria can cling and uh, infect your beer. So it's uh, it's a very important part of the process of getting uh, new stainless steel in your brewery. Dig it, dig yeah. it. I'm loving the fact that I just drank a, a triple barrel uh, Big Bad <laughs> Baptiste, and then I'm drinking your your beer, yeah. and it's and it's holding up. Oh, I mean, that, that means what a reputable really beer nice. that is. And then to go to a beer I've never had now. before like that. Thanks. Hey, is this our guy? This is our shout out guy right here. Uh, yeah, that's him. That's, that's uh, the guy right yeah, there. Yeah, there he is. Big so, old thank you, to John, John the mailman. Nope. He's, he's trying to get. John the don't worry, there's not actual cameras, John. Part of this. They can't no see cameras. you. They can only hear you. <laughs> we were right. just raving about the uh, the big bad Baptiste. So um, awesome. So let let's let's go back. Let's sure. go back. We started yeah. we started Fort Worth, Quentin Tarantino. We yeah, started right? forward. Now <laughs> we're gonna, now we're gonna flop it back a little bit. Except for a little bit. There being no weird foot stuff on this episode, no, I hope, because that guy's no. kind of into Uma it Thurman's get, feet. Like he'll it. just like, or you know, whoever, Selma Hayek in uh, from yep. Dust Till Dawn. <laughs> I know his I know his work. See, now we're getting now we're getting into into the uh, current climate. There you um, go. So, anyways, let, we'll, <laughs> maybe we'll come back to that. Hey, can we tie that in somehow to the uh, beer that's in your fermenter right now? Uh, no, we won't do that. Uh, maybe? It just seems unsen- insensitive. Yeah, it does. So let's talk about uh, <laughs> let's talk about you, Trevor. I don't sure. want to put the spotlight right on no, you. And we we talked about your man over here, Andreas. But awesome. where'd you come from? Sure. I mean, I know you talked about food, but yeah. that was that was pretty vague. It's very vague. Yeah. So where'd you I, grow up? What'd you yeah. come? What'd you, sure, how'd man. You come up. What's <laughs> your come up story? What's my, what's my come upins? Uh, I come from the land of Michigan, uh, originally. It's a strange yeah. and majestic land. <laughs> it sure is. Um, I come from a place of a pretty good craft beer, actually. I, I grew up, yeah. you know, drinking the likes of, you know, Bells, and I actually remember my my first the thing that like got me into craft beer. It was like it was like a, that holy moment, and it wasn't really that holy. I was real broke, and I happened to be at a happy hour, 
uh, where they had like 4.95 schooners of any beer you wanted. And my buddy Ian, who was like wasted and probably high, was just like, "Dude, you gotta try this Dragon's Milk. It tastes like chocolate." And I was like, "Cool." And it was 4.95 for a fucking large amount of it, and they would only let me have two, which I argued with them yeah. long enough to yeah. give me more than two. And uh, I remember waking up in the morning with the taste of chocolate in my mouth and a massive headache and being like, you know, usually when I wake up with a massive headache and I'm hungover, uh, it doesn't taste this good. Uh, just like a little, <laughs> a little bit caught on the room. Uh, so Honestly, my mouth I'm not even del- mad. Delicious. It's amazing. Uh, it's just very tasty. But yeah, I come from Michigan. I, uh, I was always like a line cook. Um, I didn't really, you know, I'm, I'm not like very well educated, <laughs> I guess is the best way to say it. I'm just I ain't not. got no education. I, I came from a, a small town, uh, Ypsilanti, right next to Ann Arbor. Uh, I got a lot of pride from where I come from, though. I, I love my little town. Um, you know, I, I, did, I did some, call, I did some um, you know, community college stuff, kind of trying to find my path. And I always really loved uh, business. I was really into that. I also was into psychology, education, and I was definitely into cooking. And I always dreamed of one day being able to brew beer but wasn't sure if i'd I'd ever be able to reach that kind of that pinnacle so i was like every every guy ever i just really wanted to brew beer eventually and every um, guy ever every guy paint with a broad brush every guy i should say every michigan every trashy michigan guy ever that's what we wanted to do and you know man i i was out there i was cooking i was line cooking i really wanted to learn the back end of it and i saw a chance I, i met my um a really good friend of mine his name's garrett and his dad was actually the uh, editor-in-chief at the Chicago Tribune. And he's like, dude, I'm going. Uh, we were working at a restaurant together. Here, let's open something else before I get going. Sorry, I was, I was actually looking at my water glass. but well, That's silly. <laughs> you know beer has water in it. Yeah, it does. Did you, see, uh, did you see Andre's uh, bottle over Oh, here? I definitely saw it. Yeah. It's like a, I thought it's at like first he was going to cut somebody. But oh, yeah. Never know. Yeah, yeah, well, he could if he wanted to. He takes care of business. I don't want to like pour this on top of we, all uh, those electronics. Where did, we, um, uh, where did we leave off with this? So, so I'm, you I'm saying so. Yeah, I came over here to basically go to culinary school. My buddy Garrett invited me out, and I was like, "Yeah, dude, I want to go to culinary school." So I signed up for Kendall College, uh, took their culinary program, graduated. But for my internship, I uh, interned at Moto Restaurant, which eventually got a Michelin star, which was really cool. Um, but it was definitely very for those of us who don't abla food. Abla food. A Michelin star, so uh, the Michelin, everyone knows Michelin tires. Great tires. Uh, Great they, rubber. They, <laughs> <laughs> amazing. It kind really of keep the cars on the road. Well, way back when, they came up with a guide um, and, and, and basically like where you could go to eat and if it was worth either, either driving to, flying to, or making a special trip for. And so they gave an amount of stars um, depending on uh, kind of along that criteria. It's kind of genius. It is In order to sell genius. tires. In order to sell tires. It's almost like creating a beer podcast anyways go ahead. <laughs> yeah. go ahead. No. so in order to sell more tires they came up with this this program now it's like one of the you know it's the highest regard in the world for any kind of awards that you might get and so uh, moto was definitely fine dining and i was definitely out of my element and i came in there not even thinking i could hold my own in that kind of fine dining environment i had kind of just staged thinking maybe i could do it and i worked my butt off i ran plates i ran silver and i was like 24 years old i was a little bit older than a lot of the kids in culinary school and uh, eventually they, uh, they made me an intern. I worked my way up to a meat station, which was like the premier station. The last, they told me this when Seriously, I was there. I'm sorry. It's I know it's, it's <laughs> silly, but I, w- I always wanted to work up to the meat station. <laughs> right. You know, a lot of people have like degrees. Yeah. I had a meat Once station. Once I got meat to the meat station. station. All right. And so 
Um, I, I, I made it to I made it to East Station. It was fucking huge, and it was no, such. I it bet was such it was. A, but it. it <laughs> <laughs> uh, can someone sorry. open a Big window and let some of this innuendo out real sorry, quick? No, ahead. it's fine. Go ahead. I just it's so much. I can't innuendo. help myself. I'm like Very choking. Chat. I'm churlish. I'm, I'm gagging I'm on the innuendo. Anyway, so. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so yeah, did we? Uh, I, I worked on this place, and you know, I don't know if you know much about Moto, but. It was I definitely, don't. it's called avant-garde and molecular gastronomy, but it wasn't really that. Alinea is avant-garde molecular gastronomy. It's serious. It's beautiful. It's elegant. Moto, we were like the kids in the back of the class in like the Michelin room, like throwing spitballs and shit. Like the like, home brewer that they gave a giant system to? Shit, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do I do? Let's, <laughs> try, let's try it out. Let's figure it out. But they, uh, it was amazing the kind of things that were going on there. I first walked in there and there was so much magic happening and so much creativity and it was just pure and it but it was insane and it was like it was like watching the cosmos begin it was fucking weird these guys were all insane they were crazy it's people great description. and i and i and i and i literally just fit in so well i was like i found home at moto it was like these are my brothers and these sisters and these are my these, people <laughs> totally these are the kind of people that worked in a basement for 13 hours that a day awesome. and watched youtube videos and talked about aliens and then we're also like plating this beautiful dish of like duck confit but this is a fucked up thing though you'd start the moto menu with a menu but you would eat the menu that was how you started your meal and the menu had accoutrement it had like freaking you know like a balsamic reduction with pickled ramps and you know like garlic confit and you would dip it into this butter that we made in house and it would be pressed onto this piece of bread that was crispy and then you would get a cigar that served in an ashtray with actual ash and it would look like it was burning and then you'd eat it and it would taste exactly like a cuban pork sandwich like Enough minds, like a hive mind together, we would come up with some of the craziest stuff. Are you stuff. guys just high at this point? Some of us. <laughs> <laughs> some of us more than others. Very much so. But um, we were blazed. Yeah. Turns out it wasn't a cigar. But, you know. It was it a churro. W- well, <laughs> and the cool thing is, like, while I was there, I, I, that, you know, my friend Garrett, uh, who I moved out here with, he actually ended up uh, moving up and becoming, like, an assistant manager eventually there. And um, at Moto, at Moto, and so we were like him and I were working at the same place at the same time. We were also roommates, so we were also brewing beer together. But eventually, I kind of split off and started doing my own brews, and I started kind of like taking a lot of the things I learned at Moto and putting it into beer. So I was like doing some weirder shit with some techniques and some ingredients that maybe most wouldn't use in beers. And trust me, I've had epic failures. Like uh, nacho beer, just don't do it. Like just don't make a nacho beer; is a bad idea. Uh, pretzel and mustard beer. Not the worst awesome. idea. Mr. Reinheit's come out over here. I gotta like work with this out. guy. Right. He's like, oh god, every beer nerd just here heard this guy say this. All but right. So we talked about a failure beer as nacho beer. Right. What do we What do we drink oh, right yeah, now? Sorry. So this is the uh, Champarado Krampus cookies. Uh, so So it's basically the same recipe as this. It's not as high in alcohol. It's uh, six and a half percent. The idea behind these ones is I, I want to start making like super flavorful. These cool. were part of like the adjunct series that you yeah, did on the base the adjunct, beer. But lower ABV style. And I don't want to stop doing these. The thing I like about them is so many times, like they save all the cool ingredients for the high ABV stuff for a lot of good reasons. You're going to sell that beer at a higher price so you can kind of afford to put more expensive ingredients in it. Um, what's cool about this is I put a bunch of really expensive ingredients in kind of a 6.5% milk stout. Because yes. uh, like, fuck wh- you, wh- I'm going to sh- do it. What should I be getting out of this? Because I'm, I'm getting like this... Nice little tingle right off the front, like you yeah. know, like yeah, tasting some sort of a 
a chili or a something yes. right off the front. So, yeah. so explain so to me what I should totally. be getting. I'm so not a great taster and then talk about it. Guy. You are. You just uh, said what you got, and that's your experience, and that's what's great about beer. But true. this is um, ancho and wajillo chilies. Uh, I didn't leave a ton of the seeds in. Um, that's probably the tingle that you're getting. I just wanted, like, a touch. Um, plus, anchos are dried, and they kind of look like raisins, so you get a lot yeah. of this, like, raisiny, datey kind of quality from them, which is really cool. And then those um, single origin Ecuadorian, or I'm sorry, I always fuck it up. Single estate Ecuadorian cocoa nibs. Um, those are also in there um, that were used right around the same time. And then the Saigon cinnamon. Um, so all those kind of come together. From here on out, refer to that as sexual chocolate. <laughs> sexual, <laughs> yeah. sexual chocolate. Sexual yeah. chocolate. That, that, those cocoa nibs are like sexual chocolate at this point. Sorry. And uh, after that, you were talking about the call Saigon. Andre sexual Saigon white cinnamon. chocolate. Well, yeah. I've heard. I've heard. What is that He's in German? What yeah. is sexual white chocolate in German? I do this to him all the time. He uh, he also interprets Ramstein songs just for me, which is great. He just says shite. I, <laughs> I think that was actually the real reason he kept me around for yeah. a while was I translating really like Ramstein, Ramstein songs. What is, what is Ramstein saying currently? What are they saying? What are they saying? Uh, He's like, you don't, you don't want to know it's bad. It's sexual and it's violent. It's really gross. <laughs> I definitely just bought a Blue Host from a microphone. There we go. <laughs> oh, yeah, Blue Host. I, I got really excited about that. It's a good beer. I have it's one. A delicious beer. I have one in my fridge. That's I a very good one. Yet, but I had it at the tap room. It's really good. Delicious. Yeah. Anyway, what what is it? What is sexual chocolate. No, I'm not going to do that. What? Really? Come on, man. That? What kind of integrity do you have You think I was just going to forget about that? <laughs> Yeah, he thought you were just going to let that slide. <laughs> He's like, yeah, he won't really make me say it. Th- then we'll finish the show right, tonight we'll with sexual chocolate. We can stop. We can we'll wait stop. for it. No, so, all right. Whatever. Anyway, so at Moto, um, eventually I worked my way up from, like, uh, line cook. Uh, and then I worked in the front of the house. And I kind of bounced around. I helped him open um, Ing, which was Imagining New Gastronomy, sister restaurant to Moto, which was like kind of like Moto Light. Um, and we got into it was also very creative, also very fun. And uh, eventually, uh, I, I started bringing some of my beers to uh, my boss at the time, Hamaro Cantu. And I would bring these beers to him um, when I was still in that phase in your career where you're not, like, tight with your boss, but you're tight enough to bring them beers. Like, this is how okay, we get tighter at stirring beers. You've been very vocal about your food career. Where would the beer play in? I, I honestly, the, dude, I haven't heard that I bought a brew kettle yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing about it. I uh, I did. I did all of that, but I did it while I was working at Moto full time, which is tough to do. The, the hours were pretty demanding. You'd work probably 14 to 16 hours a day. And then on my days off, I was brewing. Um, so I was already dead tired from work. And then I would just like muster whatever energy I could to make beer because I, f- I loved doing it. Like after Garrett kind of introduced me to some of the processes on his equipment, I was like, I want to do this for real on my own and and just kind of experiment and i honestly i would share it with a a couple of friends but eventually i omar got like word that i was making my own beer and he's like show me and i was like oh okay all right cool man and so i I came by and i had like this earl gray tea milk stout and i i thought it was cool it was weird uh you know it was definitely in the moto vein and he like took both my kegs uh that i had of it he's like can i have these and i'm like uh I mean, I, I spent my money on it. No, I, but I, yeah. I kind of, sure, yeah, obviously, chef have them. And he took it somewhere, and he came back with two empty kegs. And he said, we should we should open a brewery one day. And I was like, uh, oh, okay. And that's actually kind of how this whole story started. Like, y- y- yeah? <laughs> yeah, totally. Um and then, and then from there, um, Omar and I. We so did he just dump them in the sewer, or yeah, it's just like <laughs> he tasted a little bit, and he was just trying one to make me happy. One day you'll be good at this, <laughs> right? <and then laughs> 
Yeah, and yeah, yeah, the guy believed in me, which was cool. And awesome. and he he wanted to make sure that part of his growth as a business was to include a brewery in it. I mean, he had like other aspirations. The guy was amazing. Um, there's there's a whole movie about it actually. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, uh, it's it's kind of hard to talk about because it 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 it, it, it kind of leads to a tragic end, sadly, uh, oh, well, for for my good friend. But I won't uh, I yeah. won't make you go there. No, it's all good. No, yeah. it's all good. But it, it it's, was, it's, it's, a, it's a part I'm of our it's a part, it's a part of our story, and it's it's a cool one. But he's he was a, he was an amazing man, and he definitely uh, ch- was was out there to change the world in a lot of ways. And I was I, I was lucky enough to be. Um, uh, around for some of that journey and with that journey he opened all the doors that put me right where i am right now and which includes sitting, yeah that in front of the greatest podcast in the chicago land area <laughs> <laughs> literally <laughs> you've really podcast. done a lot with your life it's the connection <laughs> ever no he uh but no and so if it if it's a story you don't want to tell uh is there somewhere that maybe yeah, people I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll keep like it i'll keep it out, pseudo like vague uh to yeah, not go into any good, too, too no, much details out of, out of respect for uh for the deceased but omar passed away um uh kind of suddenly and and, and it was re- it was really terrible and traumatic for a lot of people um we'd already planned this place and uh we you know we weren't sure if we were going to go on after his death but um jeff linemeyer my business partner in this venture and i just kind of were hanging out uh uh drinking at the now defunct uh break room brewery one night and i kind of looked at him and break room came up the other night yeah no kidding uh, yeah man it was like i used to live right down the street from it and so we were were sitting there that had something to do with the fellas uh that build the bars right yeah yeah the heineman heineman Heineman, uh, great cats they were always really cool and their their work is sorry i didn't mean to distract you i just no i hear things that trigger it's all right and uh, so we were sitting outside, and uh, Omar had just passed, and we were both kind of still kind of emotionally wrought. We had already put down money on the building here, and and we already had our investment team, and it, we weren't sure if the investors were going to stick around. And basically that, that night we had an oath, and we were like, hey, like, we're still going to do this, right? Like you and I, somehow, some way. And he's just like, yeah, man, I'm in it if you're in it. We just got to get the investors to stick around. Um, you know, with the chef element gone, like we really wanted to have better-than-average food. So – are you saying Omar was eventually going to be the chef here, yeah. or was he going to be a chef partner? You? Okay. Yeah, and he was going to be the guy kind of conducting the food, and the and the concept was pretty vastly different from what we are now. Very timely, considering I just got a whiff of something. Yeah, right. From your, like, I just yeah. noticed that too. Yeah. Just so you guys know, Food's it's out. what Tuesday night at a dinner hour, and, and <laughs> something amazing just hit my nostrils as he as he mentioned. Honestly, chef it smells partner. like our burger. Yeah, whatever yeah. it is, it has some yeah. some delicious ingredients. I'm sorry, but I didn't yeah. mean to distract no, again, no, no. again. Dude, but, don't apologize but for so, distracting. So, you guys just kind of looked at it and were like, "We're just, we're gonna do this for him," type d- of thing. Like, no, we're it, do it was, for it, all of you us. You know, I think of course, like of course, there's always that piece. Like when I do stuff, you always think about it, and of course, every little bit of it is influenced by the man. So, of course, it's all kind of sort of like you know for him but it's also for us like we wanted to do this we had a plan and if we didn't do it he'd be he'd be pissed he would like the, he would just he'd be upset hey, so why, why would you clown stop just right because, right right just because know. of this so um so we decided to keep going and it was a hard decision to make but we did it and honestly like we hooked up with uh matthias Murgis, uh who used to work with omar back in the day at charlie trotters which is like the first fine dining restaurant in the city or the one of great merit and um, and Matthias came along with uh, Folkart, which is his company, and they basically run the brew pub side for us. And then I make the beer, uh, and then Jeff pretty much oversees everything as like the kind of the principal owner, Grand Poobah, the Grand Poobah. Is that the Grand Poobah in the awesome sweatshirt that I wanted? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. him. Yeah. That's the man. Yeah, he's a clown. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
We can say whatever we want. They're all sitting over there. They're, they're yucking it up over there. Oh, yeah. He's they a seem good like man, good dudes. No, I appreciate it. You guys have introduced me beforehand. They were they were super, you know, just yeah. accommodating. Like, For sure. They don't, they don't look like the bearded, you know, like, they don't look like, hey, I'm the brewer guy. No, they're... They know they know who they are. They're great guys. And the other guy that's Bob Brian, he's from Folkart, so he's one of the, the, the And Folkart was also Andrea's connection as well, that's right? right? You said yeah, that's my wife that. actually works for them as well. Okay. Yep. So yep. what's her what does she do there that, that uh, she's operations manager, okay. so she kinda coordinates the money side oh. and the uh, all the really fun stuff. All the fun <laughs> stuff. Kind of like an accountant. Yeah. So so talk about that a little bit. I mean that's always, that's just just my podcast. You guys will be the nineteenth episode, right? Cool. So No. Biggest thing, 18th Street for me last episode, all the way down to a brewery that hadn't even opened its doors yet sure. in, in Will County in Shorewood, Illinois. That's yeah. actually opening this weekend, so shout out to Will County Brewing. Uh, good for oh you yeah. guys. You're finally getting the uh, the doors open. Congratulations, but, dudes. But, yeah, 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 but, but I mean, I've seen every story. Like, So yeah. your story, it, may, it still consists of home brewer scaled up to all these beautiful tanks, sure. but at the same time, Everybody's got a different way of getting there. Some people are emptying the bank account of their, you know, their personal savings to open up a tiny, you know, seven to fifteen barrel system. Totally. So, so your story is more from the other side. Like, sure. There's investors involved. Yeah. But, but, yep. sh- but it's your beer still. Yeah, and totally. Then, and you know, like I'm, you know, I'm I'm part owner as well. Um, but like for us, like your, we your money's to do in it. the pot too. Yeah. <laughs> not not really money, but sweat. <laughs> sweat. <laughs> sweat is in there. Uh, but no, you know. It, no matter what I do, like if even when I wasn't partner for Moto and stuff like that, I always tried to treat it, you know, like it was mine. And so, take pride, take yeah, pride, for yeah. sure. And and you you have to, and so you kind of have to envelope yourself in all of it. Um, but yeah, we're we're here now uh, after all that craziness, and we've opened up, and we teamed up with the right people who know their stuff, and and we're pumped to be here. Just super excited. Every day we're here, I'm just like I think back to all that stuff we went through. All the trials and the tribulations, and I'm like, hell yeah, man! Like we're, we we did it, and we're we're now open, and I get to make my beer, and people get to taste it. Also, um, there was a lot of stuff in between uh, home brewing and then actually br- opening this place. But I didn't <laughs> yeah. just come in here bare naked, like, all right, sure. here we go. No, uh, you're not Andreas. Well, that's you know? my no. job. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's my role. <laughs> I would never take your role as a naked. I guy. love that he has like a naked guy reputation. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> it's just, just like <laughs> right? took ten minutes. He's never had a naked guy reputation yeah, until this particular sometime. podcast, <laughs> and now he's going to be <laughs> Andreas. I'll, I'll embrace it. Guy. What the heck? He's embracing <laughs> it. Cheers to that. Hell yeah, Andreas. You keep being naked, dude. He's yeah. naked right now. You can't see it. He's actually naked right now. Well, that's why this podcast. Oh, oh and it's good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I did. I did do some cool shit in between, and uh, the cool stuff was. Uh, my first, my first kind of pseudo gig was at uh, Flossmore Station. I got to work with some badasses down there. Hey, um, do you know? Do you know a guy named Pauly? Pauly, uh, yeah, Pauly. He interned there years ago, but uh, sure. he, he's a local Joliet guy. He's an older, old, maybe in his late forties, early fifties. He's it's part yeah. of the Joliet Brewers Guild, and they did they did an episode, and uh, he he mentioned uh, how how he got his start at Flossmore. So I figured I'd ask. Just maybe, no, for maybe sure. we ran into him. Flossmore was uh, super cool. I met uh, a few guys there, uh, all who now work for Goose Island, by the way. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, Bill, um, he actually was kind of like their cellarman there. He now uh, runs the Barrel Warehouse. Um, And then you've got 
uh, Bjorn Johnson, who's actually running the entire, like he's, he's like one of the head brewers. I'm, I'm not sure exactly his role because we don't talk as much as we used to. Bjorn, if you listen to this, call Jerk. me, bro. Jerk. <laughs> Jerk. I, I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't miss you either, whatever. Yeah, whatever, dude. Uh, but they taught me a ton. I love um, you, bro. <laughs> yeah, they taught me a lot. And uh, and I still I still talk to those guys. But they, they trained me there for a little while. They were nice enough to let me in. We became really close. And then... Of course, Pipeworks opening their door was huge for me. Uh, yeah. Drew Fox. Those was, guys are okay. Yeah, they're okay. And then uh, Drew Fox was actually brewing out of their space at that time, and he was actually the one who so like who's really. Drew Fox? Uh, <laughs> who was right? After your last podcast, I've never heard of him. Internet things. I'm surprised. God, is he great? No, he is he, great. Honestly, he was phenomenal. No. I'm a shill. What can I say? Dude, you know that too. about me. Oh yeah. No, he <laughs> just he's in it for the freebies, baby. Drew helped. <laughs> Drew helped us a lot. Uh, I mean, like literally, I said, "Hey, can I come in and brew with you?" He's like, "My home is always open." I, you know, he's he's always been so so courteous. Okay, I know so we nice. talked a little bit before we started the podcast, but yes. you you told me like th- this is kind of what he said to you, yeah. right? Like, uh, uh, say say it again. It was kind of like, uh, no, go ahead. I'll let you say it. I don't want to say it. Say what? That w- what he said to you, like his doors were open or. Is the doors? That, oh, the doors were always open, or my. Oh yeah, door, he yeah. said, yeah. He's like, my house is is your house, man. Come yeah. in whenever you want. Yeah. Mikasa Sukasa. Mikasa is Sukasa, man. Yeah. And he uh, he was always so accommodating. He taught me a lot, even at Pipeworks, you know. Um, and and then of course beyond beyond that, like we were actually me and Omar were even toying with like brewing with him down in Gary. Like we'd gone down before he was open. We saw the place. Like we were talking about kind of coming together and see what kind of meat was on the bone there. Um, it never worked out, but like you know, it was just like basically at that point we had each other's backs, which was great. And then, um, and then eventually, I uh, we were me and Omar were on this show, and Omar kind of pushed me to the front of it. It was uh, called Brew Dogs, and uh, never heard of it. Never heard, never heard of Brew Dogs. Okay, <laughs> uh, a tiny the, little brewery kidding, in kidding. Scotland. Well, yeah. the, it wasn't. This, this show was with the guys from Brew Dog, but it was called Brew Dogs on Esquire Network. And um, they came in and they did their show. It was uh, the Chicago episode where they made green beer. So I helped them make like a chlorophyll extract in our laboratory at Moto. You mean borophyll? And more yeah. like borophyll. Okay, yeah. okay. sorry. sorry. Had to. Am I being Couldn't boring? Help it. I can Couldn't stop. Help it. Couldn't I'll, help drink. It. I'll drink more. I'll I be more. I was born excited. in 1984. I can't. I can't not make a Billy Madison. Hey, hey, I was born in 1984 too. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers to you, shit. man. Anyways, uh, go on. So you were on this awesome show doing totally. awesome stuff, and, making uh, chlorophyll. Yeah, making making chlorophyll for green beer uh, with uh, Revolution, and it was you know it was a lot of you know just like sleight of hand like bullshit you know. Uh, but that's a Saint Laurent uh, beer. Yeah, sleight of hand. <laughs> oh, no, it is. Yeah. It's a delicious yeah. beer as yeah. well. Yeah. And uh, we used a, a rotary evaporator, which is basically like a little tiny laboratory still, where we made a jalapeno distillate. And basically, we're able to extract all of the flavors of jalapeno without extracting the spiciness of the jalapeno. Um, so you get all that. Like, I'm glad crazy you said that because I understood about <laughs> two or three words up to that. But yeah. then you actually broke it down. I like yeah. that. I dig it. And uh, and it was really cool. And so we took this clear liquid. We added it to the beer. And then we took a bunch of plants from our indoor hydroponic garden to make the chlorophyll. Marijuana. Um, okay. Pot, yeah. yeah <laughs> so right. much weed. He said hydroponic uh, garden. That's how do you think I've... we come up with all that shit? It was just really, really hot <laughs> yeah, all listen, the time. Bro. <laughs> yeah, right. I ate weed once and it was terrible. Uh, but <laughs> they, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was really cool. I got along really well with James and Martin, a brew dog. They were super fun. Took them out on the town. Um, but then I really connected with the executive producer, uh, Jared, and he was super cool. And I remember just kind of talking to him a little bit and be like, yeah, man, I'm like, I'm in Chicago, but I'm still working for Omar. And honestly, like my time is pretty taken up. I could really just like before we open this place, I need to go somewhere 
far away and brew beer. And he goes, well, I know a couple of Scots that'll probably have you. And I said, are you, are you serious? Yeah. So he hooked me up with, uh, with Martin. Uh, Martin was the coolest you could possibly be about it. Um, put me up in Balmacassi House in Aberdeen, uh, in El- in Aberdeenshire, so Ellen outside of Aberdeen in Scotland on the uh, east side of Scotland. They put me up, and uh, basically I apprenticed there for about two and a half months. And um, That's amazing. Seriously. Yeah, I mean, I started off there. <laughs> I started off there, and then eventually I obviously couldn't stay in the B&B forever there. It was expensive, and they weren't going to pay for it because I'm just an intern. So I eventually had to get my own place in Aberdeen. And uh, I was staying in government housing with this woman named Wendy. She was absolutely amazing, brilliant woman. Um, also a, cons- uh, <laughs> a conspiracy theorist. And yes. How and many cats? How many cats? Uh, she I had one cat. And the cat was one? awesome. Of course okay. she had a cat. Oh, and she was super kind. And she was also a comedian. So she would like house uh, these other comedians in her house. And she had like a totally open door, which I was cool with because I'm just the kind of guy who's kind of a pseudo hippie. So. They just pseudo like hippie. pseudo hippie, like metalhead like hippie. It. Is that I a like thing? It. I don't know. No, like I'm very open we'll to the world, but I also really love. You're Slayer. all about experimentation. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the, yeah, so like I would be able to go to these comedy clubs and see these comedy shows, and and I got to experience the whole world of Brewdog. And I gotta tell you, man, that that facility was gorgeous. Yeah, Sh- just shiny, perfect. Uh, my first day, they had me dry hop like a punk IPA. I had never seen so many hops in one place. It was an 800 hectoliter tank on the outside that I had to dry hop through a panel. Um, with this thing that was basically like a hop cannon. So there's a big vessel on the back that had CO2 hooked up to it. It was a t-shirt cannon. You, and you were shooting w- hops. <laughs> yeah, like a t-shirt cannon. On, it's like the Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was the Arnold Schwarzenegger of t-shirt cannons. It was like fucking like just <laughs> massive. And every time you would blow the hops awesome. in, and you did this probably a hundred times, the record, I think, time in dry hopping uh, 800 heck tank of punk was like two and a half hours or no, that was an hour and a half. I got it done in like two and a half hours, and I was sore. Like can my you, abs were sore. Can you kind of like break down, I guess, in layman's sure eight heck versus like a I don't know, like a sixty barrel. Uh, ten heck is about eight barrels. Okay. So you can yep. scale that up. That's a big tank. It's a fucking it's huge a tank. <laughs> it's a monster. And, and, I mean, it's just a panel on a wall and then a huge tank outside. And every time I would, like, let go of the CO2 into it, you'd hear, like, blah, 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 blah. but it was, like, way more guttural <laughs> than that. It was, like, <laughs> and it was just, like, hey, it kind of make your, like, your bowels shake a little bit. You're, like, oh, I'm going to die here. <laughs> this is where I die. Because if you don't it. let the totally fucking, if the tank, totally the tank doesn't it. have a regulator on it. It just, as they say, when it goes up to... 20 psi, then release release the fucking hops. So you're just like, okay, and you have do to like, not watch have a it. Scottish accent to throw at me I, right now, dude. I'm not gonna <laughs> fucking do that to them. It was really open. The, the poor Scots have to deal with so many shitty American actors doing yeah. shitty Scottish That's accents. Very true. That's a great it's point. So bad. You make a great point. No, like it is it. true. Like no, you're, you're Mel Gibson, right. the guy knows story structure, but the guy's Scottish accent was fucking terrible. At South Park, well, it sounded like he had marbles in his mouth. It was God fucking damn it, terrible. He knows story God damn it, structure. <laughs> He might be he a fucking be, psychopath. He might be batshit crazy, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> God damn it. Does he understand story structure? Exactly. He's no M. Night Shyamalan. Um, <laughs> anywho. That's a twist. Anywho. No, no. no They're all dead. Damn it. I could, yeah, I could <laughs> sit here and talk about South Park for oh, half an yeah, hour. Oh, yeah. Let's not go there. No, we won't, go, we won't do that. So, now what? 
Now, now what? You're here. You yeah, got you you did it. you you got you got barrels and you're barrel agent yeah. beer and you got systems to work on. Yeah. So now what? What what's what's been going on here? I, I you know what? I I'm cheating right now because okay. I kind of know what's going on here because you, you walked me around the facility. I did. Tell me about the the, the beer the girls built uh, the girls uh, brewed up yeah, over here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one thing I'm like the ladies. I'm super the women. Offensive. They are women. Yeah, the women. Yeah. Um, so the something I'm super passionate about in business in general, and it's something I've been passionate about since I was like, I was also general manager at Moto. I don't know if I mentioned that at Ying as well, and all these other things. So I've kind of been boss man for a long time, and and something I'm super passionate about is definitely um, you know women's rights and and just and e- equality for all. My my stepfather growing up was actually a, a quadriplegic. He was um, at the forefront of the Americans with Disabilities Act. He's the reason like a lot of legislation got changed in Michigan. Um, the reason we have curb cuts in Michigan is large in part due to a man named Don Anderson. Um, so Shout I'm, out. It's a big Shout good, out. yeah, well, he, sadly he is deceased now, Aww. but yeah, you know, I'm like, I'm a fucking like, like I had to say 25% bummer on my best day. So, but he, uh, but so coming from that background, it's always been really, really important to me for equal rights, equal pay, all that good stuff. Activism. And so, Activism, but also just like be a good with a person, yeah. be a good person, be like a good just dude. Be a legit human in a world of like uh, really shitter, shitty Tinder dudes. Like the last <laughs> thing that women need to do is come into work and have yet really another shitty, shitty dude. Tinder, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you go on is Tinder, and you're like, like you're swiping, yeah, and I'm there's a, some like I'm, shitty Tinder dude who's I'm just so like suburban, Netflix and chill, dick <laughs> pic, yeah. you know, like. But not, and then they come here, they don't need another shitty dude to deal with, and so I try to not be a shitty dude, and I try to make sure that they feel empowered and awesome. And so Women's Appreciation Month came along, and I said, you know what, I would really like to do something special. And we had talked about doing an all-woman-focused uh, beer and having them come together and come up with a recipe. And we've got a couple of home brewers on the staff who are absolutely amazing. And they got together. They wrote a recipe. We trialed it, uh, did a little smoothing out of the edges, and then they brewed it. Uh, I pretty much uh, you know, showed them how to do things. Me and Andreas kind of coached from the sidelines and showed them how to do certain things, but they brewed the beer. They hit and that button. Not touch that one. And they and they 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 decided. Wrong valve. Uh, they open much, that one up. <laughs> all right. Don't 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 do that. That's yeah. gonna kill you. That'll that'll definitely kill you. No, um, that's gonna make the tank explode. <laughs> right, that's the that. valve we never touch. Why so is it here? The, uh, We're not at, sure. At the same time, this was going on. I got an email uh, from Yakima Chief. Uh, and they have this uh, pink boots blend of hops, which is a really beautiful blend of hops. What is a pink boot? What, what, what so the pink boots blend of hops is really cool. It's uh, it's a mix of uh, Citra, Mosaic, uh, Simcoe, Palisade, and Laurel. And they made this whole blend up um, for the Pink Boots Society. And everything in the all the profits from this hop blend that you buy as a business goes into scholarship funding for women trying to make it in the business of, of brewing. And so they'll literally, they're, they're literally paying for education for women and it's awesome. It's a, it's a great thing. And so I saw those two and I was like, well, these definitely belong together in this concept. And Makes sense. the hot blend actually just happened to, to, to mesh with what they wanted to do, which was they wanted something citrusy uh, and slightly floral and they definitely wanted to use lemon peel. So kind of took that and their base recipe and it sounded like they wanted to do like a hoppy wheat ale. So we went for the hoppy wheat uh, we're dry hopping the hell out of it with lemon drop, which was their idea. They wanted to use a, a bunch of lemon drop. I got them some beautiful um, Egyptian lemon peel, again, from Rare Tea Cellar. Rare Tea Cellars. And, uh, wow, them. Jesus Christ, we're really promoting them. I hope they're How paying us. How do I get them Are on the podcast? <laughs> right? You would Rare love them. Do you guys want to sponsor this? They're funny. <laughs> they, you would actually love them. But 
So we dry hop the hell out of it with lemon drop. It's uh, in, it's in diacetyl rest right now, and it's also getting a ton of a ton of dry hops currently. And then we added the Egyptian lemon peel. And then can you give a diacetyl for dummies? Real diacetyl quick? for dummies. So diacetyl, uh, if you've ever had it, it's a natural part of the fermentation process. Um, if you've ever had a lot of it, it kind of tastes like buttered popcorn. That's kind of like the main off flavor. So if you taste a beer, it tastes like butter, buttered popcorn, unless it's like a buttered popcorn maple yeah. whatever something that you were brewing some, something that i'm probably <laughs> brewing, brewing back in the day <laughs> right with doing diacetyl nacho, on purpose nacho, just to make uh, it happen Ugh. and uh yeah so basically it comes off as butter so it's a natural part of the fermentation process you usually go into what's called the diacetyl rest uh after your main fermentation is done we uh knock our tanks up to about 70 degrees and let it rest for a couple of days uh that's also a great time to add in some hops because um, 70 degrees the higher the temperature the more aroma you're gonna get out of it and then eventually what we do is we bung it, which is, means we close the tank. And then uh, after about four or five days of dry hop, we'll crash it down. All the hops will fall out. We'll take that and we'll move the beer. But the beer uh, out of this vehicle so far is really great. Uh, I know the girls are, like, super proud of it. One uh, dollar of every beer sold here in the brew pub is going to go to a charity of their choice. Um, so we're also excited for that. And as an OIB shill, I tasted it warm. Yes, you did. And yes. uncarbonated. <laughs> yes, you did. And I thought it was pretty delicious. Thanks. Let me just, right. let me so just keep shilling. Yeah. Well, you yeah. just, you're such yeah. a shill. You get all the yeah. you get all these huge bonuses by doing a podcast, hey, man, bro. Shiller's going to shill. Yeah. Shiller's going to shill. What are you drinking right now? Oh. It kind of ties into the upcoming holiday, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, uh, kind of. Oh, not yet. But no, you got something yet. in the tank that'll I do, do that. I do. We got an you Irish got red in the tank, in the tank that. that's 100% Centennial hops that we're super stoked on. He actually tasted it. Yeah, he tasted it. No, he's asking me if I want another beer. You can say it right on mic, Andre. Yeah, so I guess matter. I could. It's a podcast. <laughs> you need another beer? He's trying to be like audio friendly. He's such like, a good guy. He makes sure guy. no one has n- um, like no beer. You no, gotta no, keep we, drinking. Um, I don't even know what's on tap. Let, let me try uh, the regular IPA like on a half pour. Sentinel. Like on a, like, like a half pour. pour. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hold on. We can get someone to do this. We got like three <laughs> servers the, over who's there. Who's the man with the majestic beard? Anybody? Oh, Nilo. Who's the man? What's Elo? What's Elo doing? Nilo. What's he doing? What is Nilo doing? Nilo. Cheers to you. Cheers. I'm just cheersing you. <laughs> do we want Do we want Nilo to sit down? Yeah, he can sit down if you he wants. Sit down Does he want to talk? Dude, come on, dude. He doesn't want to talk. He also He also manages Lucky Door, which is uh, Wrigleyville's only. Oh, you were, sorry. You talk, You mentioned Lucky Door a little bit ago. Nilo, if you don't mind, just throwing some headphones on. Wait, uh, your mic should be up uh, and good to go. If you want to talk, get right up on it too. Yeah, you don't gotta be like you get basically. Your beard in there. You have to put it right against get your, your beard in there. Thing. You talk it? to us. Hi. Oh, there he <laughs> hey, is. It's contribution. Nilo. Contribution nailed it. Yeah. So what's up? What do you do here? Drink beer. All right. <laughs> I'm just. Uh, that is. Is that uh, seriously uh, what he does? Uh, uh, that that would have been the very first Bad one. Baptist, or that could be one yeah, of the guys. Yeah, we actually don't is. know. Do you know what it is, Andre? That should be the very first beer we had. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's big, big Bad Baptist. Baptist. Yeah, the triple barrel. Epic. Oh yeah. Yeah. Epic. Big Bad Baptist. The mailman was telling me about it. Oh yes, John the mailman. I like that the mailman's come up multiple times now. We love the mailman. He's a fixture. Did I get this wrong? Is it Elo? Nilo. Nilo. N-I-L-O. He just slapped his knee. For those of you who are not watching on television, he just slapped his knee. Thank you. Here, yeah. Hey, Nilo, you should tell us all about what you do or what you're doing and like go over Lucky Door and the concept and shit, dude. So over at Lucky Door, we are right outside of Wrigley Field. And I actually looked at your phone as you sat down and I saw a Cubs logo on there, so I feel like you might like the Cubs. Yes, I'm a... 
I also like the cows. So they there welcome, you go. welcome. You are welcome here. Yeah, our concept is we um, highlight all the the local brewers here in Chicago, and we like to do uh, collaborations with all of them, and to do them exclusively for Lucky Door. And if they have a tap room or a tasting room, have them on tap there as well. He's a shill like me. I can see he's got an old Irving hat. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like he works here. Or yeah, it's weird. <laughs> So um, Lucky Door closed for two months on the off season, and uh, they're going to be opening back up here pretty soon. And Nilo just kind of filled in a position as kind of assistant manager while we're hunting for one. And uh, yeah, he's joining us, Good but he's man. also like Good he's man. also working like seven days a week, uh, setting up all these collaborations. Four hundred hours a week. Uh, a Brewing yeah, beer. He's actually legally yeah. dead. He's <laughs> but he's here. His beard keeps him sustained. <laughs> oh yes. I have a timeout to ask here. Yeah. That is the Centennial beer? Uh, sen- Sentinel. Don't Sentinel. call it Centennial. I don't want to get sued by founders. Ooh, shit. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Good, good point. I don't want to uh, get sued by the Sentinel beer. beer I love. Yeah, Sentinel. It's it's kind of dry, hoppy, hazy. Oh, uh, yeah. Like it it kind of yeah. has like a little, it's got a mouthfeel to it. It does. All right. That's a that's a good, that's a, and, I, and I, I'm guessing you're a beer guy as well. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so let's, let, uh, might as well have four people to talk about it. Let's Let's just go ahead and. Open the gate to the to sure. the double dry hop, the hazy, the juicy. Definitely. Tell me your feelings. Tell me. Yeah, I I think when I first encountered the the style, I was like, I, I didn't really have a ton of feelings about it, but I just I was kind of afraid of it. I was like, oh my god, what did they do? It was like that moment again, like pre moto when I thought I was gonna work there, where I was like, I don't understand it, so I probably won't do it because I'm scared of it a little bit. What is this? What is this? Uh, but actually, the more we got into it, the more we got into it. Like we started off and. Our first one dropped perfectly clear, and that's when the trendy series started because we were like, how do you make a beer hazy? And people would like give us notes, and we'd compile all these notes. They'd be like, all right, so this is how you make a hazy beer. So our first one was like quadruple dry hopped. We quadruple dry hopped it four times in a row. We did all this crazy stuff to it, but we had the wrong yeast, so it fell out. And, and then 4,000 like, pounds of, <laughs> of hops. Flour. And, and it's and a <laughs> crystal yeah. IPA. Yeah. And, uh, and then I've, I've had a lot of answers to this question was sure. uh, as to how to oh, haze yeah. a beer. Everything from the hops to the oats to the wheat to the I mean, all, all yes. or yes. Yes, yeah, right? yes, it's yes a, is it, the that answer. It all plays a part yeah. in it, right? Yeah. It's a, people have a hard time having it's gray area. They, yeah. It's, it's got to be it's one or the it's, other. No, right? it's a yeah, sum of its, its parts, right. dude. It's like I believe any, that. Any great beer that you make or any beer that you make is just doing a series of very small steps perfectly every time. That's what brewing good beer is. And so and nothing changes the, with the hazy except for that little is known about it. I mean, more and more is known about it now, but like we're all kind of figuring it out as a unit. So it's actually a great way to develop community. Like I've shared notes with Alarmist. Uh, Corridor Those guys and are Raj. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gary, Aaron, we oh, love you. They're we so great. Uh, I just, uh, I'm surprised I haven't seen any of their privates yet. That's like the only thing. Like we've hung out multiple times. Oh, you're talking about their testicles. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm gonna say private. Like, so this is radio. I was like, is that a business term that I'm not aware of? They're private. <laughs> I haven't seen their, their, their private investments. Like their sellers. Right? I don't know. Yeah. I haven't the, seen your barrel age stuff. Yeah, I, I've almost though. But uh, yeah, we we all share like notes and. And uh, no one's hiding anything. We're all just kind of like, we share it. And this is how you're going to make a great hazy dude. Good luck. And so, and we even make them together and and take notes. Um, And I freaking love it. It's like, you know, for a lot of people, a lot of uh, IPAs can be too bitter. It's kind of like that good middle ground. You get a ton of aroma, a ton of flavor. And uh, the brewers are definitely spending way more money on it. So you're getting a way better bang for your buck. So So you are welcome. You are welcome, community. There are 
I remember when brewers used to uh, brag about one pound per barrel, and now like yeah, the standard is like four pounds per barrel. What are you telling me on the one that's fermenting right oh, trendy. now? Trendy, trendy is yeah. definitely four pounds per barrel of hops. Yeah, yeah, and ba- yeah, four pounds per barrel. Yeah, yeah, and and that that system is a well, how how big was that barrel? 15. That, that's, 15 yeah. barrel that was a fifteen system. barrel. Yeah, fifteen barrel. That's a lot barrel. of hops. That's a lot of hops. It's a ton. And if they're Galaxy, they're really expensive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We actually just finally were able to contract. Not contract, but spot some uh, galaxy, yeah. So we got it, and it was like, like it was uh, the cheapest I've seen it, which was like twenty six dollars a pound, which is insane. Uh, So yeah, Jesus. Mm -hmm. All right, my man, you're here. Talk to us. Talk to us. What's what's your thoughts? What's your thoughts on the hazy? What's coming up with Lucky Door? No, that's fine too. Either way. You like that? Is that it, really? You're still <laughs> talking about what, what did he just say? Fuck? I like hazies. Yeah, he's like, I like I hazies. I like the hazies. Very politically correct. No, I like them. They're one of those styles. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Oh. It's new. It's one of those every summer, it seems like, that there's a new one coming out, especially the last, what, five or six years. Kind of started like with the Rattler and then went into more of like a sour direction. I think this is a good, refreshing change to that to a to a trend i mean we still see the berliners and the gozes that really took off what was that three years ago which are tasty yeah which are deliciously yeah. tasty yeah. yeah but now with the new england it's cool to see it uh, going in a different direction instead of just sours progressing i feel like the new england's like not really a trend anymore i feel like it's kind oh. of a thing now oh, it's, it's, here. Here. it's here it's here yeah it's, it's kind of like the you're BJCB. Gonna keep one on. You're gonna keep one on yeah like, for sure know? we're actually we're actually doing two at any given time usually yeah. we just ran out of trendy recently, yeah, which I was I was disappointed, but I got to taste Sorry. the new batch out of the, yeah, no, 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 I didn't get to taste it. You did fine. I'll come back. But you we'll will do it. Um, but yeah, I got the to trendy taste the girls one yeah. that was awesome. Yeah, the trendy is definitely one that's very popular, and it seems to be going faster and faster. Like the longer we have it on, we bottle more. We have people come. I had a guy from in from Indiana that was buying cases of it and taking it with him to Crazy. Indiana. Crazy. Um, now he's trying to get in for like a keg every two weeks. And it's just like, holy shit. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to need kegs of this because I keep coming by bottles. Yeah. How much is your kegs? And I was like, well, significantly cheaper. And he's like, yeah, I'll take that instead. I'm like, shit. Should just not offer that in keg. No, but you know, like, you know, we want like we want people to drink the beer. If we didn't want people to drink the beer, like don't charge them an arm and a leg for it. So, so the other side of the coin, the Russian Imperial Stout with a bunch of adjuncts. You sound sure. like an adjunct lover. I do. Are you guys doing a <laughs> Russian Imperial Stout right now? Not or currently on the tap the list, stout? but we're uh, we're going to be doing one pretty soon here. We're uh, really we're actually uh, just lined up a uh, collaboration with our friend Jacob, Jake over at Cruz Blanca. Uh, so we're going to be doing a cool little uh, nitro stat with him. And then uh, after that, I would like to get another Imperial on. I just got some more barrels in because I'm an addict. Uh, well, and uh, You I got can't some keep you away from a bunghole. I found that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry this you had to see that. This guy's insatiable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we just got a couple more barrels in. So I got I to gotta throw some more stuff in, into these barrels. So you're just going to blindly brew something? Or what you got? Something yeah, in mind? Blindly. I got yeah, some stuff in mind. Sexually, yeah. as I heard you commenting on ingredients earlier, yeah. I thought you were going to have more for me on well, that. I do. I, well, I got I got a... Saigon cinnamon. A Saigon cinnamon. What was the... What was the tra- wait, explain sexual the cocoa nibs again. And whatever sexual chocolate is in German. Yeah. Which he's gonna Sexuale chocolate. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> Thank you. Still not ending the podcast. It though, sounds so. that was like I don't believe him. That didn't. That sounded just like sexualis or chocolata. Oh yeah, Get he just made that up. He's he totally that made that up. Yeah, yeah. He's not even really German. <laughs> <laughs> Do your partners over there want to get in? Should we throw something at them? And no, like, they actually hate like Jeff. Like, will not. No, that's fine. I'll, he'll never let me. Like, I'm always like, hey, dude, be a part of this with me. Like, we can yeah. talk to the world together. He's like, 
no, you go ahead. I'll listen to it later. I'm like, all right. I'm all right, eyeing him up yeah. for size. I figure he blacks out later. I'll just take that sweatshirt right off him. He'll never know. No, he, he won't. He just get a new one out yeah, of the tap yeah, room. Sure. He'll be fine. No, he'll be fine. Yeah, he's well, Brian's got a couple beers at him. He's getting all handsy over there. He <laughs> might actually come over. <laughs> they're getting, <laughs> they're getting handsy? Not near my barrels, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Back hey, off. Those are my bungholes. <laughs> <laughs> those barrels are porous. Reserved for me. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, Yeah, but I got, I got eight more barrels. So... I have the eight barrels that are filled with those the well, those wellers. I mean, that's I mean, does everybody wearable. get those? No, like I can't even tell you how I got them. No, I won't. I don't yeah. want you to. Well, I'm I want good, you to keep I'm getting them. Like, <laughs> yeah, I want you to keep getting them. No, it's great. Um, our bartender. If I'm going to so be shilling for you, I want to make sure you get the <laughs> right. fi- you get the finest barrels. Well, well, for your silence, we'll make sure you get some bottles. Yeah. But uh, yeah. under the, the uh, table, our bartenders are really great here too. Uh, so obviously, like we're pretty passionate about the food and the beer, but. The cocktails are pretty splendid, and we have a sick, sick whiskey selection. And cocktails so, as well? Oh, no. yeah. What are you, Maplewood Brewing yeah. over here? Just <laughs> Maplewood? Nice Our eyes was a little open before nice them, all right? Well, nice we do. I will space. say that we do not have the, they have their the own icy now. machine. They have their you own can now. go now, Nilo. Yeah. I'll go yeah, grab he's like, he, I can what tell you he's go like, I have to work to do. Do I get Matt? If he's not busy, bring him over here. We'll have him talk about the cocktails. You see him? He's like, I have work to do. You guys right, are really like, eating up my time. He does yes. it. He's so full of shit. No, come thanks, check out Lucky Door, April 2nd. We Lucky open up. Lucky Door, April 2nd. Peace. No, yeah, be, wait, get, more, get more into that. April 2nd for what? What's going on April 2nd? April 2nd is when we open back like, up, debuting all brand new beers. based around Cubs season? or no? Uh, the the Cubs home opener is the 9th. The 9th? We okay. open up a week before. Uh, got uh, 20 beers on tap. 16 of them are the exclusive collaborations. With everyone from Old Irving all the way to Alarmist and... This guy sucks. Alarmist. No. <laughs> Love you, yeah. Gary. No. Yeah, fuck you guys. Aaron's awesome. <laughs> yeah. They're brewing their beers. beer next Tuesday. Yeah, uh, they shotgun beers 13. in their cooler in their underwear. Yeah, they did. Awesome. Yeah, Chris they did. Deering is one of the most interesting human beings I've ever met. Love yes, that guy. Absolutely. Manager. Oh, he's awesome. I just yeah. heard him yell peach cobbler in the highest, sure. weirdest voice I've ever heard. It was the best. When he was in here, he was like wasted, and he just kept on saying, wow, cool. <laughs> and I think <laughs> he, he was quoting Jurassic Park, but it was like the most obscure been. part of Jurassic Park. Yeah. And he was like, I should leave. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Makes so much sense. Uh, we should. Uh, we should probably all leave and go get drunk. Alone. He basically sold me on becoming a, a Rick and Morty uh, oh, fan. Yeah. I've you never watched be. it, but I'm, I'm, get, I'm, I'm definitely, oh I've definitely because of him, I'm downloading dub dub. every, yeah, I'm downloading every episode. So. Uh, you'll be addicted to it. Yeah. It's just like every other cartoon that you've ever yeah. loved. It's just gonna go right in there. You'll watch every episode like twenty times. I love it. I love yeah, it. Absolutely. He, 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 they had a uh, what they were calling the the pie. The pie PA, uh-huh. you know, they had a, a peach cobbler on. Yep, yep. So Chris is working the bar. Mind you, we are in the far corner, far away from the bar. Yeah. With this same setup, and uh, somebody yelled, "Oh, we, we were trying to, we we're like, can we get him on?" And like, no, he's working the bar. We can't pull him out from right. the bar. Nobody else is there to serve the tap room. So they're yelling to him, "We're talking about your pie PA idea for your peach." He just goes, "Peach." <laughs> as loud as he possibly could. That is so him, dude. Those guys are awesome. We, we honestly like. It was like the minute we met up. It was just like instant inside jokes and like oh, a fair amount of dirty jokes. Like, they were was, phenomenal. Yeah, no, they're good guys. So, anyways, oh, oh, I B, oh, I B. What is what it be? What's next? Oh, you know, I be really. What's next, brah? So what's next, brah? The next big thing for us is uh, distribution. Uh, we're gearing up for that, which is why we got the tanks. Uh, Nilo just mentioned they're actually going to be pretty much our first account. Uh, we are brewing up a MyBuck called 
uh, Goat Destroyer that I think is arguably probably one of our favorite beers. Makes I, total sense. Yeah. We just we're really into it. Um, I'm I really love heavy metal, so Goat Destroyer was just immediately something. I was really happy about name-wise, and then I tasted the beer. I'm like, oh, the beer's good, too. <laughs> oh, the uh, beer's okay. Pretty good. Um, so we're, we're pumped on that one. Um, and then from there, you know, we, um, we, we, we have put some thought into kind of growing our brand using, you know, maybe like a contract brewery. So a contract brewery is someone you basically sign a contract with. You can brew beer out of their space. Um, and so for us, we would have to go with someone much bigger. They could basically brew our brands and put it out into the market. And we kind of, we toyed with that idea for a little bit, but then, you know, we kind of backed off of it and we decided, you know what, like, let's, let's do it here. Let's low and slow, make sure we're doing things our way and make sure that we get our brand out in the market and that it's, you know, it's our brand, like a hundred percent that our, our blood, sweat and tears is in it. Not literally, but sometimes literally. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. And uh, so mostly Andreas is. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's naked all the time. There's nothing to cover up all the gas. I feel like what you're wounds. saying, what you just said there, ties in really well to this podcast because that's kind of the. Like, I, I explained to you before we started, like where yeah. where I came up with the idea, but the the connection that you make with it, I feel like yeah. I mean, you could do that if you wanted to get more beer out to market, and it's just sure. a, it makes sense for you. Oh, it's, it's a not, great marketing thing. I, I don't I don't diss like, it at yeah, all. Like if you decide to go like, that way, good oh, on you. Not drinking that guy's beer. He's right. contract brew. Like, but but at, at the same time, like you talked about the blood, sweat, tear, you know, all that stuff. Sure. Like it really builds their relationship with the people that are drinking, it and they're just. I think they, so. They prefer it. They just prefer. I mean, uh, guys like me and guys yeah. in that that bracket. Uh, you know, they're gonna. I personally, I just I think I have a better handle on it. Um, I I can I can let like. If I had to basically grow a brand that big, I would have to basically grow my workload digitally and, and have to control it and come in. And then I'm going to have to travel to go make sure they're making the beer right and all that other stuff. And for me, it's like I can control it if it's in-house. And, you know, if it's my fuck up, it's my fuck up, you know. And, and accountability is good, there's, too. There's accountability to it. And that honestly, builds relationships, too. And, and, I, and, I would, and the thing about it is, too, I've got some volunteers and I've got some people that are kind of waiting on the back that want to move up. And they want to like be a part of that growth. So it's like if I grow in this neighborhood, I'm doing a service to the neighborhood because I'm employing people from around here. I'm employing Chicago natives. I am I am building a business from the ground up. And there's something to be said for being able to keep that labor in house and then like giving the people the opportunities as well. So that's kind of what we're going for, man, is 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 really, you know, making sure that. We're, we're doing things our way that we can grow slowly but surely. You know, we're not going to, like, just bust out into cans on the market right away. We're going to go out and tap rooms first. But everything's better in 16-ounce cans. <laughs> I, I don't disagree. What the fuck is wrong with I don't, you? I don't disagree <laughs> at all. But we're going to start off on draft. Uh, cans will be down the road. And, you know, and as it happens, it happens. And But the right now, it's, it's looking pretty good. Like, Got to put in the work and, yeah, and, yeah, and it'll, it'll make it happen. and It'll grow. Exactly. If you and build so it, they will come. That's right. No, I shouldn't say that. That's that's okay. Mean. That's okay. Andres already. He's like, I'm out of this. I'm. <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'm watching this. Yeah, Clyde baseball Steel. references. He's looking at the Bud commercial. That's yeah. that's real. <laughs> I'm intrigued by this. He's part. like, oh my god, I could work for them. That Clyde Zill is sweet. <laughs> no, I couldn't. No, you can't. They make a fine, that's like all they German do is that junk beer, dude. That's I know, all they do. I know. No rice. No rice. And they stole a no German corn. word. The bastards. Budweiser, fuck you. They make a nice phenomenal check, rice lager. <laughs> <laughs> it's rude. Yeah, but but this, 
all right, the space itself, we, we didn't talk about the food. I mean, we, sure. we talked a little about the food. We talked about, talk about food, food a lot because you sure. have that background. But yeah. let's talk about your food. Let's totally. talk about your menu here. Yeah. And I, I, it's, yeah, honestly, the uh, chef Brandon, he's doing such a good job. Uh, we've got a uh, baker. His name is Eric. He, uh, he brews out of pure hate. Uh, he's uh, a metal head as well. He's bald head, big beard. And he just like, I come in some mornings and he's like here at like five 30 in the morning and just like hear him like screaming the lyrics to some like Norwegian, like black metal band. Like I'm pretty sure if Eric wasn't baking, he'd be burning down churches. Like I'm not totally sure. Thank God he's baking. <laughs> thank <laughs> God. Like, like, yeah, maybe thank God. Thank whoever. All but, you churches out there know that you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he, uh, but he's awesome. Like the, the product, he actually reminds me of a lot of brewers. He's, uh, you know, he's bald. He's got the beard. He's uh, infatuated with yeast and, and grain and a milled form. He's naked and sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes he's naked like Andre. Yeah. And, uh, dude, he's doing awesome. So he uh, he makes uh, all of our breads are made in-house. They use a ton of our spent grain. Any spent grain that's not used in breads gets donated to local farmers. Um, we've only had to throw out, like, maybe a couple of batches of beer in the la- since, like, November. But for the most part, most of it goes to farmers. Uh, Andre actually yep. coordinates all the uh, all the uh, spent Yeah, we have a series of four or five farmers that come in, and they'll pick up the the spent grain. They feed it to the livestock. It's, really? It's been they really nice. They dry it out? Like, what, what, what do they no, do? I think they just take no, it. Prep it. Yeah, I think they pretty much. Throw it in there, and they yeah. eat it. Okay. Apparently. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Cows, no. pigs. Pigs will eat anything. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Literally, even humans. Yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, yeah, and so and then uh, Chef Brandon, what he does is he takes a lot of like the final running. So when you're done brewing beer, you have your wort, and then there's always like a little bit of liquid that's left like inside of the mash tun, and so we usually drain that off just into a drain. Like you know, it's like you know, you could make like a small beer from it if it's like an imperial stout or something like that. But other than that, you're not gonna Short be able to do beer. much with it. Maybe like make like a one or two percent beer, like a Ben Franklin beer or something. But uh, Chef Brandon, what he does is he takes it and he'll will fill up stockpots of it and he'll reduce it down into maybe like, uh, you know, like four or five quarts and he'll use that as like a sauce. And so he'll infuse it with flavors. And so he'll basically reduce this stuff down until it's a syrup and things like that. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Jesus. Seriously. No, we try to use everything. Um, Even any of the water that we use in the cooling process of our word actually gets recycled uh, back into our hot liquor tank. And uh, we can use it for the next beer. So we, we try to, like, as much as we can, because beer is a wasteful yeah. experience. I mean, making beer is not necessarily always green, but there are things you can do to definitely make it less wasteful. And that, that comes down to your your operating procedures throughout the brewery. And for us, it's like try to use less water in the brew house for cleaning as much as we can, like floors, things like that. Try to make sure we're just mindful, at least, of how much we're using and then, of course, those kind of processes where you have all this beautiful product. Also, like, food cost is a thing you should be mindful of. And so, like, reuse that stuff. I mean, it's free food. What can we do with this? I mean, we've even toyed with, like, taking the spent grain and covering, like, whole animal and then putting it on our wood fire grill and basically doing a mixture of, like, wood firing and steaming at the same time. So it's almost like this, like, sugar braise almost over the top of it. Like, is it hard for you to stuff? stay out of the kitchen? No, you know, I feel like I, you want to the yeah, way you ask, talk ask, ask Chef, ask Chef Brandon, uh, the poor guy. I, I give him so many suggestions, and I, I always have. I'm, I'm fucking. I know I'm terrible. Like I, I look at myself just, every day. I've been talking to you for like an hour and a half, and right. I, I'm getting the sense that yeah, you still tough. have a deep passion for totally. Food. I mean, yeah, I mean, yes, totally. And I feel bad for Matthias. I feel bad for Brandon because. I know no, I'm his insufferable. His name is Matthias. Don't feel that bad for him. <laughs> no, no. 
He, uh, you know, and these poor guys have to deal with my insufferable nature all the time. But no, they're they're totally cool, and they they take everything with a grain of salt, and they do cool shit, and that, that's what makes me happy. If I, I can't see, tell if that's a pun, like a grain of salt, a grain of a grain of a grain of grain, grain of grain, yeah, grain of grain. I want to like, yeah, I'm not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I appreciate you guys taking time out to sit down with me. I mean, that this. We're we're sitting here in the middle of a Tuesday night. You right. guys have this giant space in northwest side of Chicago. What, northwest side of Chicago is northwest? that right? Is yeah. that correct? Old Irving yeah. Park. And got a a tap room that's that's filled with people eating and drinking. And uh, I'm guessing the uh, more boozy crowd's going to come in later. Yeah, um, we we definitely get a little bit of a late night crowd. Yeah, the the old Irving natives, <laughs> the as, natives as we call them. Yeah, I well, dig it. I don't know if you know this, but we actually have a place right across the street too. That's a karaoke I bar i think i parked right in front of it yes <laughs> you probably did that chicago place, treasure oh yeah. it's it's pretty great what's it called uh it's called uh sidekicks yeah sidekicks i am uh the prius right out in front of <laughs> please do not tow me yeah. uh no they're like uh it's a it's a 4 a.m karaoke bar with dartboards <sighs> And uh, dig yeah, it. Yeah, our staff is probably single handedly keeping them all bad. By drinking. Relationship. I think the relationship is. If they had ever heard of chartreuse before, they we know came now. In, but they, they definitely know now. carry it now. Because yeah. uh, I think my bartenders are shooting chartreuse. That's amazing. Over there. That's it's pretty hilarious. And actually, like they, I remember I came in uh, before we opened. I mean, it was still just nothing but dust in here. And I was like, on my first brew day. And I was just fucking exhausted. I was like 18 hours in, you know, like just trying to like make it all work. And I got my first brew out, which was Gutentag, which is our our Kolsch beer. And I go and I come out the front door and the guys had watched me walk in when they were leaving from the night before. So literally they're coming. They're leaving at like 6 or 7 a.m. watching me walk in. And then they're seeing me like hobble out at all hours of the morning again. And they're like, you're not just getting out. And I'm like, yep. yep. And they just like call me over. They beckon me over. And I like stumble over there, tired as shit. And they line me up with like a beer. I think I got halfway through it and I fell asleep on the bar with like a full plate of nachos I had ordered. <laughs> just like <laughs> next to me. They're like, uh, we invited you over for a beer. You can't, you cannot sleep here. So you, you have to move on. I thought you were going to say that you were like, did we just become best friends? <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. You're just like all of our other guests. <laughs> yeah. So. What else goes on here besides serving beer and food? Events. What, else, what other event, well, events? Yes. Events. What kind of events go on here? So for we, we have St. Patrick's Day. Good lord! Yeah, space well, for it. Kind of. Well, weddings. So Enough. a fun thing we do. Um, you know, I'm I'm not exactly a no guy. I'm very much a yes man to a lot of things. So I I started having inquiries about uh, folks wanting to do weddings here. And obviously, like, you know, it's a big space, but it's not exactly like we fill up on the weekends. Like we've got to wait usually on the weekends. And um, but, you know, if we decided like well, like once a quarter, we'll do a wedding. So uh, something that kept coming up is these people wanted custom beers. So we kind of came up with these nuptials. Um, and so the idea behind a nuptial is you can come in. I'll sit down with you and we'll create it. we'll create Brew a beer together. Beer. I love it. Every person wants to make a beer for their wedding like you guys a lot that of people patented like that no like, I don't you guys that can out. totally steal it I don't want to let, yeah, yeah, let yeah. that out that's good yeah well I just did it so but the nuptials series were uh was actually coined by one of our investors because we were doing it and they're like what about nuptials we're like oh okay they're like okay crazy. money guy shut up <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to brew beer over uh, here we're, we're pretty open but anyway so nuptials happens 
and and now it's a thing so like every single wedding wants it so i, I make a fair amount of small batch nuptial whales i dig uh, it for people awesome. so our most recent one is pretty interesting and some of the like, some of the shit these people come up with is amazing like it was like a uh, citra hopped saison with calamansi fruit. I was like, I, I don't even know what calamansi I don't know what the is. fuck call. I've never seen one, ever eaten one, but, but I, I what is read it? about Here's it. Some. Yeah, it's a it's a citrus fruit. It looks like a lime, but apparently it's like kind of more like somewhere between like a lime and an orange. And um, you can find awesome. it at a lot of uh, Filipino uh, grocery stores. So cool. uh, Seafood City's right near I'm here. I'm in. Yeah, I'm, I was totally into it. I'm like, yes, we will make you a calamansi saison with citra because I want to drink that right now. So I had to brew like 40 gallons on a 10-gallon system, so I have to do four turns on it. And I've got two turns in. I still got two, two, two more for them. Oh, that's so awesome. we do we do weddings. Uh, we're doing a bar mitzvah soon, uh, which Whoa. will be cool. And then... We of course uh, the major holidays we do stuff for as well. So New Year's, what I usually do is I do a bunch of small batch stuff and I do small batch hourly releases uh, where you can come in and they're free. I mean I don't charge you for it because it's kind of like my testing ground, and I'm not going to charge you awesome. for R and D. So uh, leading up to the twelve o'clock hour, we sit there and we taste a bunch of weird shit that I'm working on. Uh, I'll take another uh, Abend. Anybody else? Good. Thank you. Are you good. All right. And, uh, yeah, and, and I, I love doing shit like that because it's a small community here in Oldering Park, you know? And the first thing that uh, we kind of set out to do is to make sure that, like, we were of the community. And we want to make sure we're giving back. So the local churches, like St. Edward's Church down the road, uh, we donate a lot to them. Actually, uh, a quick shout yeah, out, Father, Father. Dom. <laughs> Father Dom. Father Dom. Father Dom. Uh, I saw this man one time in here, and he was, like, watching us brew, and he, like, just like sparkles in his eyes watching us and like you like the biggest fanboy you've ever seen of brewing dig it ever and i like i had to come over and say hi i'm like uh you want to come back and check it out he's like oh my god yes i absolutely do i take him i take him back and i start talking to him like so what do you do man he's like oh i'm a priest and i'm like Oh, this is weird for me. Uh, I <laughs> well, this is the fucking uh, motherfucking tank over fucking here. And, uh, I'm like the guy with Christ the, Almighty, the, guy with the beard in the, in the pentagram. Death metal going on. Yeah, death metal with a pentagram <laughs> coffee mug. Because I've definitely donated money to the Church of Satan. And I'm like, uh, hey, how's it going? And um, who, by the way, are very much for uh, uh, reproductive rights and things like that. They're a great organization to donate to if you're going to donate great to someone. Great organization. Sorry, Christians. Uh, but... No, he's a great dude, and uh, I love his sense of community. He's a really good guy, and uh, so uh, anytime they have an event, I'll donate beer. Uh, you know, we're we're constantly trying to keep in contact with all those people that are part of this community, leaders in the community, but also the community itself. Like, we've had neighbors that are pissed off about something, and we're like, "Come to our front door, talk to us about it. We'll help you out." You know, whatever it might be. OIB. You having a block party? Let OIB's us know. OIB's here to talk. We will be we will be there at your block party. We'll hang out. Um, we'll pour beers, right? Yeah. Like seriously, we'll hang out. Just invite us. Uh, we'll, I mean, we'll probably fuck shit up, but it'll be a lot of fun. We're here to fuck shit up. We're here to fuck. We're shit up. Yeah, but um, the the community aspect was always important. And Father Dom's coolest. <laughs> well, you guys got some awesome brewing here, and I, and I love the the space. I love the tanks. I love the. Sp- I, I love the spirit of the people that are involved in this place right now. <laughs> I mean, I want, like I, said, like I said, from you right off the bat, just like instantly, like, here's my cell number. Like, give me a, give me a call. Give me, you know, text me. We'll, we'll figure this out. We'll get together and podcast. It's, 
I mean, it seemed easy. It's, it's not easy to get everybody to sit down. I mean, no, it, for it, sure. It's great for me. Uh, you you walked me over. You talked to me. The guys that are dealing with the back end, the money. People are volunteering. Your man Andreas over here. Andreas, but then awesome. Like your story's it. ridiculous. It's great <laughs> that you know that it's it's yeah. amazing. Like we're super like, we're yeah. super duper lucky to be here. Like, yeah. honestly, like yeah. every every day we're here, it's just like we went through a lot to get here, and at that point, and and honestly, like. And and so many people have been so supportive, you know, whether it was Pipeworks and all those guys. But then it's like the future support. Like you were telling me, you know, like all the guys from Maplewood and stuff like that were like, oh, yeah. you should go check out Old Irving. Everybody it's like, pointed me to your It's so to cool. Like that's, I mean, that's huge for me because it's like uh, these are the same guys. I was just like everyone else. Beer nerding about beer nerds. Yep. Like, you know, like these guys are my heroes. And to have like people like that suggest us or even talk about us is yeah. Still, tic- still tickles the old fancy a little I bit. I mean, it's so totally. It was cool. brewers. It was it was cool. message boards. Anything you can think of, from your regular yeah. beer lovers to they say, "Have you seen Old Irving yet?" No, nah, sure. I, I. You know, I'm I'm a suburb guy. I don't. Kind of here. I have to hear. You know, <laughs> you got to tell me first before I can go. Like I'm not just gonna find it walking sure. around the city one day. Yeah. Well, the, the so place. The place was always supposed to be about community and making sure that like everything it. is welcome. Uh, we are having a little St. Paddy's Day fest here. Um, so we got you tried the Irish Red. We're gonna yeah. have that. We're gonna have some Irish step dancers. We have a local uh, Irish band, Celtic band, coming in. Uh, we'll have face painting for the kids, specials, all that great stuff. Uh, proper imperial pints of the red ale, all that stuff. Just just good good nature fun. We don't charge at the door or anything weird like that. And then no. uh, craft beer week uh, is coming up here pretty soon, and we're gonna have a ton of stuff for that. Yeah, before you know night. it, before you know oh, it. Oh yeah, gonna we're gonna have an indoor beer festival. We're hoping to invite a bunch of our homies from the other breweries. Um, we're gonna have a, a whale share night where we're gonna be just bring your best beer. Basically, Bob the mailman or whatever. Right. He's <laughs> John, John the mailman yeah. is gonna be here handing out beer. Oh yeah, and then uh, but the, also a part of that night, we're uh, we're working on getting a bunch of just our own whales in on tap. So not just our Beautiful. own beer. We're gonna open up a few taps and uh, we're gonna do basically hourly tappings of like some real. The deep cuts, rare shit real from our shit. friends. Real. <laughs> a little help from our friends. Hopefully, we can get uh, some pipe works and pipe also land. perhaps some Jones Goose Island BCS on <laughs> and maybe some Surprise. dessert beers. Josh Noel. Just kidding. <laughs> well, guys, thank you for sitting down and doing this. Sure. I mean, you guys sat down and blew through an hour and a half like nobody's business. Oh, Man, cool. That was awesome. That's yeah, been that our absolute pleasure. I appreciate it. And um, let them know again you're on Montrose. Give, me, give yeah, them the yeah. full address so and all uh, that. So it's 4419 West Montrose Avenue. Uh, we are basically a block and a half east of the expressway right off the blue line, right off the Montrose blue line stop. Uh, anything else you want to add to the location? You, you're uh, really good with it. I think that's basically it. It's just yeah, awesome. Yeah. Nailed it. Post up. <laughs> well, thanks for being on Average Joe's course, Above man. Average Beer Podcast, man. Awesome. Let's, let's continue the party. Yes. Off the mics. Yes, let's get, uh, so let's get some go. food. Again, seriously, I appreciate it Every, You know, for coming on. We'll have the episode up pretty soon. Everybody awesome. can hear about it. Sweet. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you thank for you. coming out. Thank you for thinking of us. Thank you to the friends. Cheers. Cheers. And we are out. Peace.